With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Nightcap. I am your host, Joe Sorrell. Gerald Glassford will be here shortly, but as of right now, I am going to tap into my drink. I felt like a clear drink today, so I'm going to go with my vodka tonight. Do a little shot there and do a little sugar-free Red Bull. The greatest upper downer drink you can have in celebration for the fantastic win tonight for the Lakers at the Garden, 113-105. Salute to everyone. Anyone having a nightcap, salute to you as well. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good. So tonight, I know we... You want a double tequila? Um, I don't have any tequila with me right now. I would have to leave uh, to go get it. Uh, I do have rum. I have my vodka. But if you're insistent on the tequila, when Gerald gets here, maybe I can sneak back when he can kind of take over the reins. I'll let you guys know if that's something I can do. Um, that's Thanks, Gerald. No problem, man. Take your time. So Lakers uh, <clears throat> have a little win- winning streak here going <laughs> Uh, as improbable as it was, uh, I guess it was they were due. Maybe they were due. Maybe they were due. And uh, beating Boston and New York on the road couldn't have couldn't have been a better remedy for this disastrous week that was kind of forming after the Golden State Warriors win. Uh, and it's just something that I think we need to kind of come to grips with with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron said it best: we can beat anybody, but we can also lose to anybody. But uh, I prefer to not just lose to anybody, especially in a couple days. Uh, Lakers, uh, I feel confident that the Lakers will go into Charlotte and finish off this road trip 4-2 on their way to come back to L.A. Uh, and, and, and get a couple days off before they face the Denver Nuggets. Uh, is that, Dante, is that, he's got 60 where, like in the third quarter? I got to check my stat line here. My God, everyone's scoring 60 these days. What the hell's going on in the NBA? Curry nets 60. Hawks get the last left. So he lost. Okay. Yeah, a lot of these high-scoring games seem to result in losses too. Interesting. 
I'll have to check that one out once I'm off the show. I didn't even know that I hadn't paid attention to the front page yet. That was still focused on the Laker postgame stuff. Hey, cool, cool, bro. Congrats. You're finally here for uh, the nightcap. Uh, although you're six years away from having this officially, or at least legally, uh, cheers to you as well for your first time here. Uh, we started the show a little earlier. We start the show a little earlier on games that have an early start just so that uh, some of my East Coast uh, members have a chance to not have to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning, or I should say 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, but, uh, well, the hand check thing, you know, we they haven't had hand checking for a long, long time. There's something else going on right now. I don't know if it's just an anomaly. It's one of those things where, People are scoring, and it's just everything's working out the right way. Or or maybe we might be seeing a transition. Uh, we might be seeing a transition here in the NBA where this might become the norm. Uh, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be something we're going to have to monitor. I don't know. I don't know at this point. Uh, I was talking to Empire Jeff about this. I don't believe anybody's going to touch 81 points. And I know Luca got close this year with 73, but... If you pay attention to that remaining eight points, a lot of that is that is not as easy as you think it is to get from seventy three to eighty one in a forty eight minute game. There's a lot of things that have to go your way for you to have the chance to do it and still compete. See, Kobe could have had eighty one points way before. He got 81 points, but the problem was, at least the problem outside winning, was they were usually up big. So he didn't have to play the fourth quarters. You know how it goes. But in that 81-point game, they were down 18 at one point against Toronto, and he only scored 26 points in the first half. Now, I say only 26 points because Kobe was scoring 26 points a game, it seemed like, almost every game during that 2006 uh, season. So I was thinking, I remember I ended up falling asleep. It's an interesting story. You guys are like this. So that day was Super Bowl championship. I'm sorry, not Super Bowl. Championship Sunday. So the Seattle Seahawks, uh, I believe, beat the Carolina Panthers to go to the Super Bowl uh, in the NFC Championship game. And the Steelers faced the Denver Broncos in Denver and sent Jerome Bettis home for the Super Bowl uh, after beating Denver uh, rather convincingly. So I had been nervous. I mean, I had been nervous to all hell that day, or that week. I couldn't barely eat. I could barely eat, just miserable. That day, I didn't eat at all. I didn't eat at all. So I went to my buddy's house, who was a Denver Broncos fan, and he had cases of Corona and shrimp and all that stuff. Still couldn't eat when I got there. But what he did do was he kept feeding me Coronas. So for about four hours, because I was there an hour early before the game started, for about four hours, all, all that was going on was drink, drink, drink. Once it finished, he would just slide the, the empty one away, put the new one in. So for about three to four hours, all I was doing was drinking Coronas. And I, my face was hot and I was nervous. And after about the third quarter, when things really started to kind of go the Steelers way, where you kind of started feeling this might be it, man, I was sloshed. But I was so focused on the game. 
and still not hungry because I was nervous to all hell. I, I just kept getting more and more. I, I don't know if I was drunk, but I was definitely up there. It was above the buzz. So then, of course, I finished the game. Uh, I ended up watching some post-game stuff there and, and, and was very excited that the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. This was the first time they had reached the Super Bowl in uh, in 10 years. So, And, of course, I was very happy for Jerome Bettis because the Super Bowl at that time was going was going to be in Detroit. Uh, and he was from Detroit, and that ended up being his uh, his last season. So he ended up going out a winner. So after the dust settles and everything's good, I'm starving at this point. I end up eating and feeling good, still getting, still feeling pretty pretty drunk. And my wife at the or I should say my girl at the time, which became my wife, she. She ended up driving home that night, and I get home, and I never missed the Laker game in the 2000s. So, you know, that's just, you know, what it was at the time. When you have Kobe Bryant on your team, you can't miss games. And I get home, and I fall asleep. I fall asleep from all the alcohol I drank, was comfortable, blah, blah, blah. Wake up, and it's, I think, the latter stages of the first quarter of the Laker-Toronto game. So I turn it on and I, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself for missing the game. And then I start watching it. And then, of course, finish off the second quarter. Kobe's dropped 26 in the first half. And, of course, they're getting their butts kicked because they got their butts kicked a lot that year. So I'm not thinking anything of it, guys. I'm not. I'm, I'm just like, oh, 26. He's probably going to end up dropping 24 in you know, the second half, get 50 points. And they're probably going to lose this game. Yeah, right. Third quarter, he ends up dropping 30. And at this point, he's sitting at uh, 56. I think it might have been 24 and then 30. And he had 54 at the end of three. But they were down. So that meant he was going to play the fourth quarter. And then the rest was history. So with all that, I just saw my Steelers go to the Super Bowl that day. I just saw Kobe Bryant drop 81 points the same day. And I'm sitting there in complete astonishment of the greatest sports day I've ever had in my life. And I turn it on to Sports Center because this is a time when Sports Center was at its peak. Sports Center between 1990 and 2010 was a delight. It was a delight to welcome Gerald. I'm telling the story of the uh of January 22, 2006. Ah, okay. So um so I'm in euphoria, right? And then I turn it on to Sports Center. And it's Championship Sunday, folks. NFL dominates all, right? Well, not that day. That day, Kobe led Sports Center. A regular season game in January led Sports Center on Championship Sunday. And you're just sitting there going, what 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 else would define greatness? What else would define greatness than what we just saw? So, yeah, it was it was a beautiful day, uh, the, the greatest sports day of my life, and I've had a few of them too, by the way. And that's kind of how it went. And uh, again, Gerald, I just uh, poured a vodka Red Bull. Nice, cool, bro. I did want to mention you asked about the Timu thing. Timu is a uh, online marketplace. I don't want to say similar to Amazon, but you get the idea. Uh, if you use the codes in there, 
takes you to uh, their marketplace. Uh, I think it gives you like discount codes uh, and also uh, you know, lets us, you know, helps us out as well. So just to let you know, got some cool stuff there. Gamer stuff, a lot of gamer stuff there. So, yeah. So Gerald, uh, the guys want to want me to take a shot of tequila. So I might step out real quick, get the tequila. Okay. Fair out. enough. But in the meantime, at first I'm going to answer some questions here. Uh, Darren came late. Uh, the Steelers played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So Super Bowl, uh, um, I'm sorry. Super Bowl 40 was played uh, in 2006. So the game I was talking about was the AFC Championship game before they went to the Super Bowl. They ended up facing the Seattle Seahawks and then eventually beat them two weeks later in the Super Bowl. Uh, leather helmet era, Darren. Leather helmet era. When was the last time they played leather? Was it 1940? Bobby. Uh-huh. I'd was say nineteen thirty, mid nineteen thirty. I think it might they might have been playing with it in the forties. Okay. Was it Sling and Sammy Baugh was the last one? I don't know. I'd have to check that one out. Usually, uh, that's a name for the past. Sling and yeah. Sammy Baugh. There you go. So I'm starting to believe in Darwin. I'm trying to incite a rant. Well, <laughs> look, man. If you do things right. And he he did things right tonight. The big one was not putting D'Angelo back in the end of the game. That's hard, considering D'Angelo's been playing very, very well. He recognized, and I know it was his... his. Does that even make sense if I called him his surrogate son? Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. He did put in his surrogate son, I guess, so I guess... I don't know if we should give him that that credit because he would have done that anyways, but uh, but it worked out. And for us, we are we are talking about results. So if we're talking results, it doesn't matter what happened in the decision making. There, the result worked. So Darvin Ham did well tonight in terms of his decision making, and the Lakers reaped the benefits of it, especially towards the end of the fourth quarter there, where the where the Knicks didn't didn't score for almost six minutes. That essentially was closed down. And that that's the way, that's how you close the game out. And yes. I, I, I gave a lot of props to AD for that because AD is the man and AD is the best defender in the league. And this this was the biggest stage you could do it at other than in the playoffs. So I hope the uh, voters out there understand that, they, that he is the man. And if he plays his 65 games to finish the season, he better be getting that hardware. That's what I'm, what I, that's what I'm saying. Now I will tell you, Xbox on Timo. You can go ahead and get the uh, tequila if you want. So I will tell you on back. the Timo thing. Once you order from them, they really, I mean, really want you to continue to get hooked on them because they will keep on sending you deals in your inbox over and over, several times a day, as far as coupons, 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 and you could just disregard them or unsubscribe, whatnot. But yeah, it, Timu is a nice online marketplace. So yeah, we just became an affiliate. So if you're interested, I put the code there and, and it's truly, I am thankful if you do. So it, it does help us out. Kubro says, Gerald, I looked up the movies you told me about. Why doesn't Kurt Russell have the handlebar mustache in that one? Well, in Big Trouble Little China, it wouldn't fit with the trucker persona. Uh, Jack Burton does uh, not one to have the mustache. Uh, in that one so sorry he doesn't have the handlebar mustache in in all of his films just tombstone cool bro he's had a glorious career without the mustache in most of his movies 
the thing. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I got to go ahead. When, when Joe comes back on, I'm going to look up. He had, an, uh, I guess, a, a career retrospective. Uh, it's about 15 minutes long-ish uh, from GQ, where he talked about some of his more famous movie roles, about some of the things that went behind it. Really fascinating. Uh, Escape from New York, uh, as far as a lot of his work with John Carpenter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll look up the, the thing in here in just a minute, and I'll I'll go get it for you when he comes back on. But yes, definitely looking forward to seeing if the Lakers can capitalize on this. But it, you know what I've seen all season, it just concerns me that the Lakers, you know, there's still that seed of doubt in my mind that the Lakers will lay an egg on Monday and, you know, fall into one of Jamie Sweet's traps. So there you go. There's the tequila shot right there. There it is. I see yes. it. Dante, you know, always wanted a girl with green eyes. There you go. The uh, big trouble in little China. I'm going to look up. Uh, I was I was telling the crowd that uh, the other day, Kurt Russell did an interview with GQ on a career retrospective where he's talking about some of his more famous roles. It's really good. Uh, so I'm going to have to go ahead. Let me go ahead and look up that while you're pouring the tequila there, Mr. Joe. Yes, so, sir. I'm going to go Kurt Russell. I think, I think it was GQ. GQ, Vanity Fair, they're all the same thing. When you sit down as a, a celebrity, one of those things, you're, I think they the, they do the uh, interviews for all those uh, GQ. Yep, there it is. GQ. It's four days ago. Time to shotgun the tequila, baby. 1.2 million Salute. views. Yep. So I'm throwing it in the line uh, in the chat right there. You can go check it out sometime when you get a chance. It is. Again, It's uh, he talks about a lot of his famous roles. But yes, cool. there you go. Uh, having the good. having the having the tequila shot right there. So funny because Cool Bro was wondering why he did not have his handlebar mustache, and I had to tell him that he's not had the handlebar. He only had the handlebar mustache in one movie. Who? So, Kurt Russell. Handlebar mustache. When did he? He only had the. Oh, he had it in uh, the Tarantino movie. No, he didn't have it at Death Proof. No, not death proof. He had it in the other one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The hateful eight. Hateful eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's had it in two. Cool bro. So I stand corrected on that one. So, yes. Cool bro says Dante says cool bro. No one is worried that Mr. Pringle mustache. <laughs> you guys like Pringles? You know what? I my I was at I was at the store the other day because my girls. I went inside it. My girls told me, Dad, I want a can of Pringles, but I don't know which flavor surprises. So I go there, Joe. And they have always new flavors for Pringles. I grab a cheesesteak flavored, cheesesteak flavored Pringles. And sure enough, when you open it and you taste it, it tastes like a cheesesteak. That's scary. That is scary. My girls are like, this tastes like a cheesesteak, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It's scary how some of that stuff, you know, I when I rode the ride Soren uh, at Disneyland, when, when you're... When you go to the safari part of the of, of Soren, that it emits the uh, the the soil smell. It's and it was man, it was real. I mean, whoever created that smell, I was like, wow, this smells like really good smelling grass. <laughs> and I, I I liked it so much. My buddy who does a deodorizer for turf, I said, dude, you got to go get that flavor. I call it flavors. Um, but uh, if you only have two different flavors in Australia, I could get that Xbox. I can't say I blame you if you don't like Pringles, but here in the States, it's like 20 different flavors. I've seen like a ton of different flavors for Pringles. No, guys, the greatest chips ever created is the Flamin' Hot Cheeto. <laughs> you can't get them off that, everyone. No, no. And, and they come in, they come in other uh, like Fritos. These are good too. They come in Doritos. I just finished off this, so that's me. I'm they come in. Um, they come in uh, Funyuns. Funyuns, good. really? They're really good. They're addicting. Funyuns are something like, yeah, Funyuns are good, and then I won't touch them for like years. You can't eat regular Funyuns anymore when you have the flaming hot ones. Um, someone says, what's your guys' favorite Lakers team of all time? That is an excellent question. 2001. I'd say 2001. Yeah. For me, that's 2001. Although 88 is very close to it. I was uh, too young for that one. I didn't I didn't get a chance to see it. I, I love 88. I actually still, as I tell you, I have the shirt hanging up right here. Uh, yeah. To that, yeah. That's a good one. But 2001 is, is, is really... 79-80. There you go, Sean. I can't say I blame you either. You know what, though? The 0-9 team was fun, too. The 0-9 team was, yes. <clears throat> was a lot of fun because they are they were on a mission, and <clears throat> they they won 65 games that year, and they lost two games at the buzzer. They could have won more, uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> 2012, that's funny. Yeah, uh, 2001, after uh, when Fisher came back from his foot injury, I think their last loss was against, who was it? It might have been Boston. 
in March, and then they won all of April, all of May, and they lost one in June. <laughs> and then the following year, they started out 16 and one. So they went 22 and one to finish the 01 season, and they started 16 and one the following year. Pretty remarkable. No, wait, 23. 23? They won eight to finish the regular season. They didn't want 15. They were 23 and one. 23 and one. And then they started the following year, 16 and one. They, in the, in the last 41 meaningful games, the last 41 meaningful games, including the playoffs, they went 39 and two. Imagine that. Imagine, guys, from April to December. Granted, it was there was a break in between there, but from April to December, we only saw the Lakers lose two games out of 41 games that mattered. How do you not love that team? So cool bros asking because I don't know how late much later he's gonna stay up with us. Uh your five favorite movie quotes, Joe. I'll start off. I'll start off with one. I'll start off with one. Obviously, may the force be with you. I'll go ahead and say that's an easy one. But uh you know this cool bro. Go ahead, make my day from Clint Eastwood. Right there. There's a good one right there for you as well. Uh, say hello to my little friend. Obviously, classic, but you know as well. Um, what else? What else do you like? What else are the ones the ones that you really like that in movies that just you keep saying over and over in your head, Joe? Uh, there's too many. Okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be something revolving around Jim Carrey movies. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of lines and Cable Guy that I could. I could do five. Cable guy. I could do top five in cable guys. Silence. Well, maybe I shouldn't have come at all. Jerk off. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just jerking your chain. (laughs) I'll juice you up. Jim Carrey is a god of comedy. What about the animal? A movie that bombed. This is how dumb people are. Cable Guy is perfection when it comes to comedy. When you talk about a perfect comedy, watch Cable Guy. It got it, dark though. You I don't give a damn. That's, what why, it that's did. why people got turned off on it because it no, got dark. That's because they're they're brainless. It's not dark. It's it's called greatness, and you don't appreciate what greatness is. You want you want the slapstick funny. You want the Dumb and Dumber. No. He went to another level and showed who he was. He showed that he is on Mount Rushmore in terms of comedy actors. On Mount Rushmore. You put Jim Carrey on that mother. With Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know I'm probably leaving some people out, but I'm going by the people I saw. I didn't get a chance to see Don Rickles in his prime or, or uh, uh, I know there's movies and stuff like that, or TV shows. Uh, Lucille Ball. You know, like, I didn't get a chance to be around that in my, like, when it was live. So those four are 
Mount Rushmore in my in my view. And Jim Carrey is one of the greats. And he, he did it in every phase. He did it in movies. He did it in B-movies. He did it on TV. He did it on the stage. He did it in interviews. He did it at award shows. He did it in real life. Didn't matter what it was. That guy is the best. So salute to Jim Carrey. I'm glad he's going to be on Sonic 3, by the way. Yes, it was confirmed late last week that he will be on Sonic the Hedgehog 3 as Dr. Robotnik again, even though apparently he, everybody thought he died, but if you don't see the body, he's always able to come back. So, so Intel, how much do you want, how much you want to drop for shots tonight? I got tequila, I got, I got a little bit of tequila left. I got, I got the, the vodka and I got the rum. So you tell me, what do you want? What do you want to do? Gerald's got to pay the bills. Good one, Darren. That's the one, the spicy meatball. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm looking through AFI's list here and seeing if I agree with them. I don't agree with all of them, but okay. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, Sean. That's a pretty good one. That I like the line. He, I like the line he says before. Uh, after that, though, you snotty little bastard. <laughs> I love how he set that up, though. That whole monologue, yeah. how he set that up about you know talking about how he deals with this, how he's like literally right there with Cuba around the corner and all that. Are you yeah. serious, Intel? Four shots right now. Okay. So which one, rum or tequila? Oh, I don't have enough tequila. Uh, rum or vodka? I understand, cool bro. You need a good eight hours sleep if you're going to go hiking at 6 a.m. in the morning. I got to pick up turf in the morning. I got to take my wife to work in the morning. So which one do you want, vodka or rum? Okay, I'll do rum. Rum's a little easier on the body. What the hell did you do, man? You haven't even hit the shots yet. What happened here? I don't know. Your Ox 1947, though. I I morphed into Ox IT 47. Gerald. You haven't even had the shots yet. Hold on, hold on. I got it. Okay, there we go. Yep. Good, good. Okay, all right. Cool bro who wins, Han Solo versus... (laughs) He's he's got a blaster, though, cool bro. Uh... Oh, that's funny. Am I am I uh, Greedo? Yeah, did Greedo shoot first? Did Han shoot first? Thank you, Intel. By the way, truly appreciated. Did you guys see that? Sorry. There we go. Good thing he's not driving. There you go. Uh, see it? There you go. See, so you guys see that I'm not lying. See how they saw the light there? It's right there. Okay, here's one. Uh, let me ask the, some of the international uh, guests a question. Uh, Lewis Hamilton just switched over from Mercedes to Ferrari. Is that going to really change the difference, or is Max uh, Verstappen still going to win everything again? I want to hear your thoughts on that because Lewis Hamilton, obviously, great career, but you know he's not been as good. Past few, you see, past couple of years, Verstappen's been amazing. So, I don't, uh, I, don't I don't follow enough of the Lewis Hamilton saga. 
I I, I want to hope that Lewis Hamilton would like migrate over to Indy or stock car racing. That that would have been my. What's happened to stock car? How come it's lost NASCAR? its popularity? Like, it, I guess just uh, I don't not know. Enough, the way they, not enough crashes. Is that what? Not it is? enough crashes, but I think because the general fans love the accidents, but also as well, just the super speedway racing is so much more easier for casual fans to watch than the short tracks or the uh, the middle two two mile tracks. They need super speedways. They need 200 miles an hour. They don't want 100. The casual fan just has a hard time watching 120 miles an hour, uh, like like a Phoenix or something like that. It's even Las Vegas here. It's not a. I've been to a, been to it live on more than one occasion. I am a was a huge NASCAR fan. I'm not as huge anymore. I think part of his reason it's just not as fun as you see it when, when you go into uh watching a super speed or indie watching indie you know that that to me is the uh the pinnacle of racing watch oscar piastri i will okay Spox, you got it you see guys and thank so, you again intel we are so versed we are so versed mm. <laughs> shod exactly that's funny absolutely we are versed in everything, folks. We are the renaissance of sports. We have NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, Funny Car, uh, golf. You want golf? You want tennis? You want basketball? You want football? You want baseball? You all want a baseball show? When when we start rocking and rolling with Otani, I can make that happen. You just ask, I do. When you have people like Intel who live up to their word, it's only going to inspire those to live up to their word and give us super chats. Be safe, cool bro. Get some rest and uh, have a good hike tomorrow. Have a good hike. Make sure you take a gun and make sure you don't get lost. Don't take cocaine. There you go. Don't sniff it. I don't trust. I don't trust those, those 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 hikes anymore, man. Everybody. Finding out people are missing and, and crap. I'm out. I don't need that. By the way, I emailed Sean Magic Man. He said it's all love and he really appreciates you all. He said I can't. I can let you all know. Uh, also, we love Magic Man too. Uh, no, no, no issues here with Magic Man from a bad the man standpoint. So we'll leave it and, at that. And also, he might be having a little Magic Man. Well, that's good to know. It's good to hear. Congratulations to him. Hmm. That's good. Animal get... House is a must see. Hmm. It's good that you got in contact with him, Dante. Shout out you to Matt. Whose dates? You mind if we dance with your? No, they're from the movie quotes. Yeah, well, you know, what are you talking about? Is that Winning Crasher? Winning Crashers? Yeah. I've seen that movie only once, uh, but I was thinking about it, the seeing it again because Bradley Cooper mentioned about how off camera he noticed vince vaughn and it because remember bradley cooper was not the bradley cooper at that time he was still like a co-star type of guy he saw vince vaughn just taking take after take after take but not worrying about failure not worrying about if he's going to mess up anything on that just trying things whether it was scripted or not scripted why would you worry about failure but that's what he's that's what he's getting at 
he, you know, when he was at that level, Joe Bradley Cooper was worried about failure, messing up lines, et cetera, et cetera, oh. losing, losing his place. But he saw Vince Vaughn just doing what he needed to do to make whatever scene better. And that's, uh, he learned a lot from that. So yeah, I was thinking about watching that movie again. Okay, guys, Margot Robbie or Nicole Kidman? Margot Robbie. I'd say Margot Robbie. By a mile. Man. Uh, wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> Back to the Lakers, my friend. Okay, so the Lakers face, look, we, we won tonight. We've talked about it. Most of the guys are on here that you know, were at the post game. So now, what... What are the Lakers going to – what is their mindset going into Monday? What is their mindset going – they've got to finish the job. Okay. They're going to be tired going in there, but they've got to finish the job. Okay, so are they going to go into this this game fully equipped, or do you see someone not playing? <sighs> I don't think there's any excuses for LeBron and AD. They already missed time. AD's missed two games last hey, week. You know what, though, G? I was watching how LeBron was running, like, in the beginning of the game. Mm. And I'm like, damn. Man, when he gets a day off, it's almost like he You can see it. He gets the bounce in a step. We were talking about on a playback. Oh, man. It's, it's so freaking frustrating when – you know that this guy needed to get reeled back enough to where you could still win. But at this point, do you just say, look, we're going to save up LeBron as much as we can, even still, just get in the playoffs and then let him do his thing. But can he, is he capable of going super LeBron one more time? Is that fair to ask him for that? I can't, you can't ask him in over seven game series to do it all seven games. That's what I'm saying. He can give you three out of the seven. Sean, that line, Sean Harder, that line is nothing to be proud of, Rusty. 50 yards. Uh, Thoughts on the Curry game for 60. I mean, great shooting performance, but got no support and they got the, they, uh, they lost. There was one player that I've, that I thought would get close to Kobe's 81, and that was Steph. Good thing. So he might need to he might need to score 81 for the team to win. They yeah. to say it. They're worse off than we are, which is surprising. Number four, baby. I gotta get this over with. Ugh. Here we go. A lot of dead air now. Yeah. Well, they're here the pouring, so. That's okay. Courtside Lakers, uh, Henry Hill says he's catching this now on the thing. Henry. <laughs> hey, Henry, what's up, man? Salute to you. There you go. When you catch that, Henry, hopefully you get a chance to uh, go ahead and appreciate it, enjoy it. Uh, Xbox says, I could see Booker or Luca scoring 81 against a Detroit team or a lower echelon team the way the league plays now. That's a good point. Uh, I'm not behind. I just finished the fourth shot. What do you want me to do? Take four shots in four minutes, four seconds? <sighs> Intel Wild said 80s defense tonight and rebounding tonight was on fire. Yeah, absolutely. That's what won us the game. Intel, uh, that, got, that son of a gun, man. Again, this is why, you know, above it all, above it all, when I look back on the Laker run with AD and, and, and LeBron, 
thank God we got a title. You know, we got something there. We got a title. And sometimes I'll talk about this on the on, on, on the post-game stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, we're we're a very fortunate franchise, man. We have Anthony Davis, we have LeBron James, and we have countless games that we can look back on and go, man, wow, what a what an amazing quality of games and quality of players that the Lakers were able to watch and see do things. And I don't think AD gets enough appreciation a lot of times. And this whole fallacy of him being Mr. Uh, street clothes, by the way, while seeing the guys like Zach Levine get bounced for half a season or MB misses 20 games. Look, man, AD other than in 2021 has been pretty, pretty good. Okay. 2021. And that's not even his fault, man. The, Freaking offseason lasted, what, a month and a half? Yeah. You know? So how about some appreciation? You know, let's let's give let's give AD some appreciation. He's never been a cancer in the locker room. He's never said something in the media that was stupid. Uh, the that's all folks on the way out at New York and New Orleans. It's kind of like he didn't handle that. Okay, kind of okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this. I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. Okay. How many years was he in New Orleans? Seven, I think. Seven. Okay. What do you want him to do? Did you want him to do what KG did in Minnesota? Yeah, but wearing the T-shirt, I thought that was out of line. Just That's all, folks? Off. Yeah. I just thought that was a, lot, a bit poor taste to the fans of New Orleans. And then the right. other, only other thing I could criticize is the uh, LeBron scoring record thing, how he was sitting down, kind of disrespecting LeBron. And he admitted later he made the mistake, and he was kind of jealous of what was going on. The isn't that, isn't that a little too picky? You just ask. I'm just you just said. What do you want him to do? Like, what do you want him to do? But I'm just only counting those two times. Other than that, he's been fine. But you, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. That's all, folks. That I understand. Well, no, that was a shirt he wore. To, yeah, that's what I was saying. He wore that shirt. Him wearing that shirt on that That's all, folks. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's my generation. That's I just, generation. I just thought it was a little disrespectful to the fans. You know, I know he had his thoughts on that organization as a whole, but I just thought that to the New Orleans fans, it's not great. It's not great optics. Or was LeBron walking out in the Celtics game is on par with AD sitting down for LeBron's? Which game is that? Petting my cat. This got woke fast enough. <laughs> Jeez, how do you how did you equate that to woke? We're not even talking about social stuff. We're talking about some guy wearing a shirt. They Just, knew he was out. Yeah, they knew he was out. That's true. But I I'm again That's I'm, not I don't woke. I just was said it was just disrespectful to the fans. That's all. It happened. It worked out for us. We won a title, didn't we? Up, it's fine by me. The last Celtics game, LeBron walked off the bench before the game was over. Oh, you talk about the one in in on Christmas PMC. Was that the Christmas game? Because he does that. That is disrespectful. He does that. All, he's done that more than once. LeBron has. I, I I'll give you that. So. LeBron had a nice Keontae. We're being a little picky here. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. This like you talked about Joe before. The the microscope is on him and. He just literally cannot do some anything without people criticizing. Darren, speaking of quotes, I like I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Mm-hmm. 
Movie lines again. There yeah. you go. See, sometimes it just comes together. It just comes together. Damn Democrats. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I knew it was going here. <laughs> well, what do you want? Of course, uh, rare, rare form is the fact that I'm nicely buzzed right now, which only adds to the fire, right? True. My favorite line in Silence of the Lambs is actually, I'm having an old friend for dinner. That was the last line of the movie. Well, actually, technically, she's like, Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? <laughs> Dr. Sorrel, please eat Genie Bus. Oh, boy. Where can I go with that one, G? <laughs> I don't know. However far YouTube will let you. Well, let's 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 be PG as much as I can on this. Uh, if I wasn't married, and it was Playboy Genie, there you go. I'm, uh, for those of you on Apple Radio, Apple Podcast, I'm have a I have a thumbs up. <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Intel Wild says $100 more, and what would we hear? $100 more, and what would we hear? I, I, hey, you got to call the shot here, Intel. We're here to entertain. We're here to please. I feel great. so I, wanna, I feel like I'm watching Skinamax. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for turning this situation into what it is. I wasn't expecting this at the nightcap. But then again, it does make sense, right, G? Yeah. We're, we're, it's a nightcap. This is what it's go anywhere. could go anywhere. Courtside seat. I haven't had a courtside seat. I've gotten close, but I haven't really gotten a courtside seat. I, I don't know if the Lakers would ever do that for me, though, because I'm a little too critical of what they do. I did for the well, it wasn't the, okay. It's the second row seats at Pac-12 tournament. That's what I've had. That's the that's the closest I've had. Hey, Pac-12. We're, we're look at the MGM Grand. Look, it's Gerald Glassford's world. We're, 
We're just living in it, man. Are we? Oh, wow. That's what it is. Oh, hey, Joe. What do you do about it? Sports related. Uh, <laughs> here in Vegas, the Tropicana is being closed down uh, on April the 4th. They've already notified what? their employees. Really? Yeah, because they're going to build the stadium there, that baseball wow. stadium. That nobody wants here the in Tropicana Vegas. Tropicana is gone? Yeah, the Tropicana is going to leave. I thought that would be like a preservation site. Yeah, no, it's, it's gone. Um, Xbox says, Gerald, before you go, you have to let me know on your favorite game on your wall. Rainbow Six for me. <sighs> My favorite game of all time is Uncharted 3, which is to the right of me on that standee. Uh, Mass Effect 2, Uncharted 2. But the one hanging on the wall, I'd probably say it's close between Oblivion and Mass Effect. I'm probably going to say, oh, that's a good one. Boy, that's, they're both like top five. I'm going to say Oblivion because I played 130 hours of it. So. Whoa. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, It's close. I played it, about 100 it, it, hours. So I'm not hammered, but I got a good buzz. Let's just put it that way. So getting back to the Tropicana, yeah, they're closing it down so they can build the new stadium, which nobody here in Vegas wants because we really don't. Would you want the Oakland A's seriously to come to your town? Yes, the, G- Gerald, you know, one thing I've been realizing lately, it doesn't matter two squirts what we think. These guys are going to make their money. They already planned this thing. It's already done. We we, we made the example of the Peacock uh, streaming thing, right? Yeah. Like we're sitting here going, who the hell? What the greed and this and greed that and greed, and then I find out there's thirty freaking million people watching it on Peacock. Yeah. We know nothing. Nothing. We're useless. They're looking at us, going, "You don't know, Dick. <laughs> you know nothing." <laughs> Intel said, thank you, Jim. Fifty dollars for two more shots for fifty bucks. Fuck. All right, hold on. <laughs> I might need to get more ice. <laughs> Do I drink it all? No, not anymore, Darren. Uh, again, I quit that a long time. All right, ago. all right, all right. Look, I care about the Lakers fast break, and I care I about Gerald it. and and, and the Bills, you. right? So yes. let's let's do two more shots. And there are some Bills attached to this channel. So. All right, here, let's let's have some fun with it. It's a Saturday night, so I don't really give a shit. Excuse my language. Oh no, it's okay. I might need to get another bottle. Though. <laughs> Uh, Bloodhound says they will start construction on the new Las Vegas stadium in 2025. Yeah, I do know though. In April, April the fourth, I think is when is the last day of the Tropicana. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, again, I don't. Las Vegas. I know the people here, in Las Vegas, are not happy about it. But like you said, Joe, they'll get used to it. Uh, they really wanted the hockey team. They want a basketball team. But when you tell them the Oakland A's are coming. Yeah, it's <laughs> they've already done the legwork, Gene. They already know. It doesn't matter. It's a fixed game. It's a fixed game. They know they're gonna get their advertisers, they know they're gonna get their money from the cable and the satellite and the streaming companies. What we say means nothing. It's purely entertainment at this point. It means nothing. I think the only thing keeping these cable and satellite companies afloat is sports. That's it. And the ones that don't reap the benefits is the the movies and the TV shows. 
Which is sad too, because again, I'm I'm still struggling with this winning time thing, man. Is this thing gonna? Is somebody gonna pick this up? No, it's done. It's oh, done. what a tragedy! It's done, Joe. By the way, he I don't think you'll see him pass out. He's six three two eighty, so it's gonna take a, a lot. To Guys, do. I I have done this with friends. They've tried to play that again. When I'm around my friends, they do everything they can to emasculate me, and it just doesn't work. Again, I'm I'm just I'm built different, folks. I'm built different. Um, I would need to take probably 20 shots before I probably keel over, and then what's going to happen is I'm going to get up in the morning, probably feel like I you know I'm a little hungover, but what's going to happen is all I got to do is go to Wendy's, get the number six spicy chicken, and it's gone. If you guys want a remedy for a hangover or a building up of a hangover in the morning, number six, Wendy's. You can thank me later, Dave Thomas. Number six, spicy chicken with fries and a Coke and then a Frosty for a dessert. And you will be number one. There you go. A-okay to me. I had a good one today from uh, Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum. Not too bad. Rand- Randall Owens says, what are y'all going to do? See, I'm just going to make him laugh. What are y'all going to do if LeBron doesn't come back to the Lakers? Well, we'll have $50 million in cap space. Not uh, We won't have all the $50 million probably, but quite a bit of it. So. Uh, the $50 million thing with LeBron. Um... So let's say he passes it up, which you were convinced he's not going to do. No chance. There's zero chance he's gonna pass up 51 million. You gotta be the dumbest person on the planet to pass up 51 million. I don't care. By the way, when they say he's worth a billion, that's net worth. You guys know the difference between net worth and liquid? I mean, Forbes will tell you he's worth a billion. That's net worth. No one cares about Forbes. The reality is no one is passing up 51 million. No one. You're, I said this in post game. There's a likelihood more, more of a likelihood of Genie extending him than him turning down 51 million. Intel, seriously, man, you're the man. I would love the opportunity to go to Australia just to let you know, Xbox. That would be uh, awesome. Oh my gosh, look at this, Joe. Did you just two, drop another 50? Yes, he said two more shots, you wuss. I'm gonna have to get another bottle, man. All right, I got. I might have a couple shots in this. He's gonna pass out on his bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Intel, the things you make this you can, do. You can never say I don't care about our thing. I, I can't. I can't say that now. Like, now you can never say it. <laughs> no, no. I can never say it now. I'm noticing that. The viewership is going up the more drunk I'm getting. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Intel. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You do what you do, you. <laughs> you do you. It's Saturday night. We're here to party, baby. We're He's not driving party. anywhere. I'm not driving anywhere. This is my studio. This is my domain. And by the way, I have great people in the house. If something were to happen, I, I'm taken care of. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to end up sleeping on my back 
you know, with but your daughters can't take you to the bedroom. No, no, they but, can't yeah, pick no, you up. No, not at all. No, no, no. Again, guys, I got, I got, I got this. This is good. This, this is good right here, man. I got, I got good focus. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Joe, Joe without like all it's finally strangled. You know, it's funny you say that, uh, Darren. I haven't seen Laker Tom in how long? He is in the process of moving. He he's well, <clears> his setup the is the longest bad. move in the history of moving. I know, the, but where the hell's he moving to? It's the first time Kuwait? I wait. He's, <laughs> he's been in the house for like decades, man. Give the guy a break. He said he would be try to phone in for the trade deadline special we're going to do on thursday uh darren i do have a show planned with l rob tomorrow at 3 p.m uh pacific just fyi darren uh both jamie and tom said they probably couldn't make tomorrow so i'm gonna have l rob who was an original lakerholic that's how those guys met up in the first place and then they introduced l rob to me so uh yeah absolutely well i cannot wait to hear what he has to say about the lakers road trip and What's going on with the NBA trade deadline? If he thinks the Lakers uh, need any moves, so I know he's been moving since November, but yeah, it, it, the process still continues, Dante. And uh, yeah, he said he would be on. It's our tradition, the NBA trade deadline show. I'm going to see if I can get on and as many people as possible. I asked Stone. I got to ask Z. Uh, I know Z. Her connection was bad, so she's probably been afraid to come back on. But I'm going to see if she can get a good connection. And she's loud and crisp and clear. She can uh, come back on. I'm hoping to, because it's always great to hear her insight as well. And I'll always appreciate her being a part of what we do. PMC, Laker Tom is always threatening somebody or something. He was after me today because I did not like his uh, lineup uh, with Nick Laxton and Bogdanovich and Murray on there. And I said, he said, imagine that lineup with all the rest of the Lakers that were still that left available. And I'm like, I'm imagining mediocrity. Yeah, that's what I imagined. And he did like that comment. And I said, you know, maybe you should, you know, instead of blowing your, your as, as Sean used to say, blowing your wad all at one time with whatever assets the Lakers have, think about what you could have in the offseason. Think about what you can have as far as building a much better team long-term if you wait to use utilize your resources. That's the only thing I'm, I'm saying. It's not that I don't want the Lakers to win. Of course I want the Lakers to win 17. But if you can build a better team down the road for next season uh, instead of building a team or trading for a team that can get you maybe to fifth or sixth place in the Western Conference now, I think that's probably the more sound reasoning and that's the only reason why i'm on the stance that i am so. actually that's not true xbox I, I i needed to take two more shots yes according and to I'm, done. I'm i'm online right now and I'm, I'm i'm gonna be honest with you folks there you go i'm jacked up <laughs> <laughs> i'm jacked up there ain't no buzz the buzz left about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, look, man. We got to. Hey, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. All this bragging and 
this stuff, where does this just go? It's got to come. It's I got to prove it, man. You got to prove this. And this is what it is. Nice one, Kevin. Uh, you got a problem with me? Yep, that's a good <laughs> classic movie quote. Gerald failed. <laughs> that's what you've been saying. Gerald, is you failed us? Is you failed us? Gerald failed. I don't know how I failed. Failed who? Failed all of us? I. Jeeves, have you been drinking along with Joe? On the... <laughs> Uh, Look, Lakers, I, have, I just want to see that number go up. And the, the, the higher the number that goes, the better this gets. Lakers 60, <laughs> 1973. <laughs> Got to do the pose. Eric, the Eric, pose. Eric is feeling the slur. I could feel it too. <laughs> oh, man. Are you drink, you're drinking? Not, are you not drinking Captain Morgan, are you? I just finished the bottle. Dude. Okay, then got to do the pose. You have to do the pose. I can't. It's it's not going to work on this small window. You did before when you stood up and imitated pockets. That's different. I have pockets and then it's like right there. I just I, I think it's funny that I was wondering when I was going to start slurring cuz usually when you're when you're jacked up, you don't you don't you don't you think you're being normal but you're not. Admiral, that's a good suggestion. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here you go. I, I, I don't know if I can do it here. It's for you, Lakers, 1973. <laughs> there you go. He did it. He did it. He did it. Uh, Admiral, uh, Lakers need a young player like OKC and train like heat culture. Lakers don't need leg, leg. Uh, well, you didn't say, I think legitimate. I'm assuming you're saying legitimate or I don't know what you're saying after that. <laughs> But uh, uh, I mean, the, the OKC, <laughs> OKC is set up for a long time. Dude, they're, they're clowning you, dude. I know. They're Why? They're always, they're always clowning me. But why? Why? Why now? Like they're 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 relentless right now. I guess they're showing their love or lack thereof. This is really, what is it? Project Project uh, Rock or something? Again, I, I I gotta hand it to the to the Rock man. His gear, his Under Armour gear is legit. Were you? Talking, were, I don't know if you saw the other night when he faced off against Roman Reigns. Was anybody out there worried because he was sweating up a storm? I understand he's fifty, but man, he was sweating up a storm just getting into the ring and walking up he, to. He had to have been nervous, man. Again, guys, it's like anything else when you're not training day in day out it's difficult man plus as you get older you know things don't work as quick as they used to yeah you know you got to give rock the you got to give rock, <laughs> rock some props on that one man he got out there he put himself out there and he, he did the best he could but you're talking about roman reigns who's in his prime and then you got you know you got the rock whose prime was about 10 years ago that's what I'm worried about, Bloodhound, because it is going to be the main event at WrestleMania, and he's. If I hope to God he doesn't. Blow and and unfortunately, uh, Xbox, you, you 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 freaking nailed it on the freaking bullseye on that one, man. I'm sorry to say this, G, but a lot of these guys, man, they need some some extra stuff, you know. They, and, well, I'm not saying differently. I've seen uh, it for and, years, and 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 you know. I'm telling you different. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Again, I'm not trying to. I, I like The Rock. I, I think he's cool, you know. But you know, it's very hard 
to go from where he was at his peak. It's it, no matter who it is, doesn't matter who it is. When you when you master something as much as he has, and then mortality comes rearing its head, it's it's very difficult to come come to grips with that. That's 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 you know those who have been at the pinnacle, man. Those guys are they're gonna feel it, man, and he's feeling it right now. Just like you. I, you know, man, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I live a pretty damn good life. <laughs> I live a pretty good life, man. I, I, I've, I've been fortunate, man. I've been able to do what I want, when I want, and how I want. And, uh, and, and there's more to come, though. And, I, and I'm looking forward to building that up and hopefully uh, taking you all with me. <laughs> Darren's asking your thoughts on the media these days. Uh, the media, it depends on what do you, what do you, what do you, who is the media? Is it, is it the trolls on Twitter or is it actually trained media? People that actually went to journal journalism school and are actually trained into that world you don't really need need to do that anymore yeah uh, Dante, dante's asking do you still do spinning classes oh absolutely absolutely yeah. haven't do haven't done it every day there was a there was a uh i did 29 straight days once i'm trying i'm gonna try to beat that here this year at some point and go 30 or maybe even like 35 40 one last shot for Intel. He's asking. He just tipped twenty dollars. I mean, again, unfortunately, I don't have any more rum, so I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the last bit of tequila that I have. And Darren's saying uh, for twenty as well. Thank you both of you. Truly appreciate it for one more shot as well. Look, man, I love, I, I love this guy right here, and this is why I'm doing it. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> And uh, salute to everyone here. Again, thank you for being here. Nightcap, again, you guys made Nightcap official tonight. This is what Nightcap is supposed to be. Thank you again for supporting the channel. Truly appreciate it. I might have to do it just to buy him more bottles of booze. How much did that go for, the Captain Morgan? Is that 40? This one is, is I think, 27. Okay. Yeah. I've seen those at Costco for about these are this is like a legit handle okay I mean this I think this was in my uh I think this was in my case for maybe two weeks Mm. uh Xbox wants to know how we met well Kurt uh well Xbox I will say this when I first started out the the Xbox uh, excuse me the Lakers show on the in 2019 uh, I wanted to make it something different I wanted to get voices from all over the Lakers sphere and the NBA sphere. And about two years in, uh, I got, you know, some already some, you know, Laker Tom, uh, Jamie Sweet, those guys I met early on. Uh, and it's, but I'm always was reaching out to different Lakers sites and different Lakers uh, chat places and things of that nature, chat boards, chat rooms and all that. And I finally got to this place called LakersBall.com, which I, you know, say on every show. 
And I reached out to Lakers Ball and I made a post. I said, hey, I'm a host of a podcast. I would really love for you, you know, one or more of you guys to come on to the show and tell me your thoughts if anybody's interested. And he answered the call. Uh, and there you go. That's uh that's how we met, and he's been on ever since. And it's uh, it's it was a it was the the stars aligning at that point. Gee, I, I remember when I was talking to the Laker Lakers ball group i said we need to do some kind of a podcast and then of course like a few weeks later you show up i'm like here we are <laughs> but they never ended up doing their own no no and and it's okay it's okay uh i try and do as best i can on that show in terms of getting the word out and they're very supportive um but there's there's just some people that just want to get on there and just do their typing and go about their day so do you is anyone here regulars that i <laughs> not that i know of <clears throat> i give them all the pub in the world at the beginning of the show and they still and and and, and that might be my it, it might be my fault i don't promote it well, they know you're here they know i'm here yeah they they love that alone they they, they know i'm here yeah i i've posted <laughs> enough on there to for them to know I'm here, but I think they're more I'll posted on there enough to know that at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 more they love the site again. Lakers ball has become this kind of like simple site where we talk basketball and every now and then we can throw a couple things in there without having to worry about getting kicked out and all that garbage. And that's what they are. So I try to try to balance those two those two get well soon, things. Darren. Get well soon because I guess he's under the weather, so he can't drink with you tonight, Joe. Darren, don't worry. I promise you, we're gonna drink together one day. Okay. Don't worry about it. Intel says Joe ran out of alcohol tonight. That should never happen. I I, I did. <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> Dude, this thing was full like two weeks ago. <sighs> Uh, Xbox says, Gerald, I'm going to help you with the LinkedIn stuff to make sure you get some people on LinkedIn following. Yeah, I've got 130 something just to let you know on followers. I think you need one. I don't like LinkedIn because I, people can, it, it clicks on when somebody's watching your stuff. I don't like that. Well, but that's what I want. It's a 130. I want to post a link. No, I can't no. post a link until I get 150. I don't like followers. that crap. I don't, have, I don't have a LinkedIn. How do you think we got interviews with most of our NBA? Hey, man, hey, I'm just saying me. Okay. I don't I don't want anybody knowing anything. I have an alias on Facebook and my Instagram is my business. There is the only Joe Soro of anything is on Twitter. Okay. Joe Soro LFB. At uh, Joe Soro LFB. And thank you again for the kind super chat again, Darren. Truly appreciate it. Uh you need to buy more tequila from Darren. Hey, seriously, that dude. I'll Dude, you guys did. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been this jacked in a while. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm doing. I'm. I'm starting to get. (laughs) No, I don't need any more tequila, man. I don't need any. I'm. I'm starting to see uh, the room spin. 
Uh, I talked to Joe about it only. I think Joe should do a cameo. I only fans is great, but for him, if he would do that, but oh, I think his calling would be cameo that you would pay him, like, I don't know, whatever amount, and he'll give you like a 10 minute rant and sent to you directly. How am I gonna rant when my team has been whooping? Well, at anything, somebody days. says, Hey, Joe, can you rant on my mother in law just for 10 minutes? And they pay you like seventy, eighty, hundred dollars, whatever. Dude, I can't take your money from something like that. I got principles. You do? Yes. Okay. Take okay. that money and go donate it to a shelter. Okay. I don't want guys. I, I you know, I, the money coming to the the Lakers fast break. You know that helps Gerald. Guys, I'm already rich. I already have money. I'm good. Now, we can always want more, sure. But help Gerald. Gerald Gerald has family members that think what he's doing right now ain't going to work. And my ego is like, oh, you do, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, they... (laughs) We're going to make Gerald famous and rich. That's how my ego works so again i don't need anything guys i'm good i got i got everything in my life Trust i was me. just saying i think that you know when we get to 20 30 000 followers that you know the cameo thing for you would work you know it, it would it would rant no, on no. demand no, rant on demand again the, the i don't need it again i'm being serious here guys promise you okay i'm here to i told you I, i've been saying this for years here i'm good it's just I, I want to spread out the love a little bit as much as I can and because I we don't we don't we don't have enough of that we don't have enough of that too much greed too much BS going on uh, we're here to I, I, look man success is boring by yourself man you want your people around you you want your boys around you you want your girls around you that's what it's about. There you go. No, absolutely. Been been a lot of fun tonight. Uh, it's it's not. By the way, just because I'm a little jacked up here, it doesn't. If I'm normal, if I'm normal, whatever that whatever that is, it's still gonna be the same message. Thank you, Eric. Very kind words. I truly appreciate. It. And thank you for your super chat earlier uh, this evening, Eric. It was just Hernan. Hey, hey, Hernan. Welcome. By the way, I, that's the first time I've seen Hernan. Yeah, Hernan, uh, new face. The thank East, you. Welcome again. The East is gonna have to start stepping up here, man. I already told you, G. Always East. I don't. I don't. I gave them a lot of credit last year, and they failed. So. Y'all got to start stepping up your game here, man. Because I saw Denver just wax Miami in the finals. I mean, they, Miami ran through the East again. And what did that What did that matter in the finals? It didn't mean anything. East has to get their act together, man. What has it been now? 24 years? For what? When are they going to when, when figure this out? NBA champion? Milwaukee yeah. won. I mean, look, the East has won championships, but it's always, it's never dominating, except maybe the 2012 team. But even that team had to go seven against Boston. 
Okay. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I mean, East has not dominated, but they have won on occasion. Jim. They have won on occasion. Toronto, Milwaukee. But they still have to go through some BS to get there. LeBron was down 3-2 against the Celtics in 2012. Yeah. Right? Miami. I'm not uh, hey guys, guys, I'm not trying to diss anybody here, man. It's what it is. I want dominance. I I, I people like people like certain I don't know. I, I don't even know what to call it. Like like right now, the the, the whole Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs thing. You start to see a little shift where they don't they don't want those guys to win. I'm not the I'm not one of those guys. I want greatness, guys. I'm focused on greatness. I want greatness. I want dynasties. That's how I roll. I want greatness of 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 your profession. Well, uh, when it comes to Doc Rivers, he's got to start winning some games. He hasn't won a game yet. Did you hear what happened today? What happened today? He's the East Coach. Yeah, because even though he's lost every game, still by the matter I of do. Simons is freaking last second shot was a travel, man. It was. It was like a bad travel. It wasn't even small. It was bad. Uncomfortable silence. No, I was just reading. I was reading Kurt's latest uh, "Get Your I Like Dominance" merch on Lakers Fast Break. I want dominance, guys. I like dynasties. I don't like mediocre. I don't like mediocrity. I, I'm sorry, I don't. You want results? That's I your famous motto. I'm a results. I'm in the results business, folks. And the results in my life are very good. And it ain't no lie. You come, come hang out with me for a week, man. Come hang out for me. Come to Temecula. Hang out for me. Hang out, hang out with me for a week. Drunk or sober, doesn't matter. You're sauced right now, as I told the chat. That you're getting pretty, pretty sauced right now. That's a good. That's a good quote. I'm sauced. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm, I'm jacked right now. Uh, you can think and tell for that. Yes, thank I, you. I actually, I knew, I knew this would happen eventually. Okay, I knew it would happen eventually. All right, but if the Lakers can go ahead and uh, finish off this trip, it would get you more at ease with where you're, where the Lakers stand in your eyes, or still got to do more. I think it's, for me, they still got to do more. I mean, that's I think that's obvious. But win win on Monday and then come back home and try and see if you can at least split the uh the Denver and New Orleans games. Okay. Because uh I think I think it might be maybe a little greedy about getting both Denver and New Orleans, but they kinda do, aren't they? Yeah. They kinda do. Quick question on that game. Do you know, you never found out what what time the Kobe unveiling statue unveiling is? Did you? I have not, but I will find out here in a few days. Okay. And because um, Thursday we're doing an NBA trade deadline show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're obviously doing the pregame, but we don't know when the Kobe statue unveiling is because if that's the case, we've been asked to do a show on that. Whether or not we loop it into the pregame or make it a separate time is uh, dependent on when they unveil that statue. So I'm going to be caught up in the unveiling. 
he's going to be there at, at that point and hopefully a lot more sober yeah i'll be sober but it is a bittersweet situation situation of course why make deadline on, on bailing date well um dante uh 824 that's why hey i'm I, i'm getting jacked by the minute I'm starting to get a little, uh, <laughs> a little in my face until you jacked me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Intel! What did oh you do? man, yeah, you you jacked me up pretty good, dude. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like right now nothing is. Uh... All right, well let's let's just shut it down for the night. Uh, <laughs> it is Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. Yeah. We'll be on tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific time. I'll be on with L. Rob. Looking forward to hearing his thoughts. I don't know if Joe will be available because he might not be <laughs> still having a hangover. I'll be uh, fine. I don't think I'll get a hangover next tomorrow morning. Dante says, I'm talking about the trade deadline. They could have moved it. Uh, Kobe unveiling date been announced. Oh, <laughs> Dante says they should have moved the trade deadline because of the Kobe unveiling uh, on that. So it's not going to happen. Joe got to get turf. He might at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. You know what's funny is I'm, I'm supposed to pick up a master roll tomorrow morning. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we got to go. We got to go. At least I got to get him off the line to get the rest. Leap this off. Oh, man, I'm going to regret this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dante, no worries. No worries, Dante. You got it. You got me, guys. You finally got me. Seriously, yes. my face is like numb. I can't feel anything right now. <laughs> on that note, we will be on tomorrow at 3 p.m. I'll be sober. I don't think Joe will be. Uh, I think he'll be having quite the hangover tomorrow. No, I, I'll, be, I'll be fine in the morning. All right. Well, sleep well, Joe. Uh, once again, thanks so much for joining us. Lakers do win. 113-105, uh, 26-25. They are now nine games out, ninth place in the Western Conference. So for Joe Soro, uh, or the uh, the drunk himself right now, it is Joe Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this week. Watch that finger. Watch that finger. Yeah. He would not win a sobriety test right now. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> thanks so much for watching listening truly appreciate it everyone have a great evening uh xbox have a great day in your case uh and everybody thanks again for watching your support intel darren eric everyone out there is truly appreciated and we'll see you tomorrow right here at the lakers fast break podcast you guys are just It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Lakers Weekend, everyone. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. This week's episode, I just finished with Josh Peterson. Josh and I covered the latest news and notes, including the movies this weekend, which included the bomb, Argyle, and how he related it to Apple's foray into major motion picture moving so uh-huh. go ahead and check out that speaking of apple there's vision pro we talked about that video game news and our new segment facing the franchise we touch on harry potter to start off with so go ahead and check it out fl24 i know we said we we're going to record later but we happen to record early so go ahead and check it out it's on youtube right now or for everybody listening out there, it's available on audio podcasts and radio stations worldwide. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, we do plan on touching on our thoughts with, of course, the Super Bowl coming out this week. So go ahead and check out our thoughts there on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Uh, Darren says, uh, Jamie, your beard used to be red. Uh, and now we're all getting all older. Oh, well, you've noticed that. So... Definitely looking forward to seeing what everybody is going to be talking about this weekend with the, or this upcoming next weekend with the Super Bowl. So go ahead and check out our thoughts inside sports, fantasy football. Plus also as well, our good friends at Lakers and Five, Empire Jeff TV. Also as well, of course, Mr. Joe Soro. You want to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus of course, all the great things he does with this Lakers nightcap. Uh, to give you a report, uh, he is alive. Uh, he is alive. Uh, and the reason why I say that, if you watched last night's Lakers nightcap, uh, I know a lot of people were concerned about his health after drinking himself into oblivion. But uh, he is uh, okay. He was drunk. And uh, all I could say is after the episode that we recorded, he kept on saying, Gerald, I think I'm effed up. I think I'm really effed up. <laughs> it was hilarious to see, but I uh, I'll watch that after this. <laughs> I did do a well check on Joe Soro. He is okay. Good. He is okay. Good. Yes. Yes. He is okay. <laughs> so go ahead and check out Lakers nightcap. There is not going to be one tonight, but there is going to be hopefully one tomorrow uh, that will go ahead and probably do around 10 PM Pacific. So go ahead and follow that. But also as well, of course, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers and five are good friends also as well. 
at Lakers Corner with John Costa and Clutch Clutch Talk, also as well, John McCallion Channel and the Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. And please support all these great channels like you support ours. And if you support ours, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe today. Click on the little Joe with the beady eyes in the right-hand corner of the screen to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. He is alive. Joe is alive. Yes, yes. He's, gonna, he's not going to do a nightcap tonight. He's going to do a hair of the dog. <laughs> he's, he was pretty smashed, uh, to say the least. And uh, so hopefully you get a chance to see last night's episode indeed. But it is the Lakers Fast Break. The Lakerholic Spotlight. For Lakers weekend. It is, of course, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the latest opinions of Laker Tom. Hopefully he isn't too mad at me this weekend after what I said about his uh, thoughts on his latest revamped lineup with his latest trade proposals. Oh, yeah. yeah, he uh, did not take kindly to my thoughts on that. I'll just... Uh... <laughs> oh, did you send you an email or something? Yeah, he sent me an email to his Twitter link, and I, I posted on the Twitter link and an email that I did not think the greatest of his revamped lineup. So you've been summoned to the principal's office. Yeah, I was, and you know, I said uh, I, I didn't mean it too nasty, but he took it kind of as such, and I said, you know what, I deserve that. I deserve that kind of response. It's just, just, yeah, his his trade proposals have kicked into high gear. Uh, and he said, Gerald, I'm not getting, I'll paraphrase. He wasn't getting any younger, so he needs the Lakers to get desperate and, and trade. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so at 79, his, his trade proposals become more and more out there. And hopefully you get a chance to see that at Laker Tom and Lakerholics.com. Plus Jamie Sweet's five things articles. They got to be good this time around. The past couple games have been pretty good. So yeah. hopefully you'll get to check it out at Lakerholics.com. But it is the <laughs> Lakers. Sorry, Go man. ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to blab. Go for it. Okay. Well, you're going to be blabbing here in a second because I'll shut up here in a second. It is, of course, the Lakers Grammy trip. They head into Charlotte tomorrow on the week of the NBA trade deadline. So I got the guys here today from Lakerholics.com to go ahead and talk about that and here today to discuss can they finish off this potential. We talked about it on last night's postgame, the Admiral Akbar special tomorrow in Charlotte in honor of Jamie Sweet. But also here today, I'm going to start off with a good friend who has not been on the show in a while, Jamie, so I do apologize for that. So I want to go ahead and bring him in here. It is the guy, the Michigan State Spartan himself, the guy from the wonderful Detroit area that is a super-duper Laker fan indeed. It is L-Rob. L-Rob, great to have you back, my friend. I wanted to bring you on because this is the week of the NBA tread deadline. This is the week as far as ending, as far as the Grammy trip is concerned with tomorrow. First off, do you see any complications after two great performances in Boston and New York by the Lakers? Do you see them finishing off in Charlotte tomorrow? Well, I'm glad to be back, Gerald. Good to see you, Jamie, as well. You. Man, any complications in Charlotte? No, no. I mean, we are talking to Lakers, so they'll, it'll be a little interesting, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, they will not lose that game. So <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll cruise and, and win that game. Gary Rozier usually gave the Lakers a little, some problems sometimes. So you don't have to worry about scary Terry tomorrow. That, That's true. You know, that, that, that helps some, Okay, but it'll probably, right. you know, there's always someone we've never heard of somebody that we do not know right now that will probably emerge and hit seven, three pointers tomorrow. <laughs> 
This is my fear, L. Rob. This is my fear. <laughs> this will be the game that James Booknight comes alive. There you go. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Or JT Thor. How about right. there? <laughs> I've never even heard of these guys. Yes. Yeah, uh, so there you go. But they're they're on the back end of the Charlotte roster. But uh, L. Yeah. Rob. I mean, so, Charlotte's so, got a lot going on. You know, half of the guys are still in, the, uh, you know, in trade rumors. So, um, you know, they're in disarray right now. So, yeah, I don't expect them to really put together, band together and put together this great game tomorrow. Although when the Lakers are in town, you know, there's usually more energy in the building. Um, they'll probably have their best turnout in a long time. So they'll 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 be competitive, I'm sure, for a while. Darren, I don't think you're going to get uh, LeBron playing uh, the New York D that in Charlotte that he played last night. Plus, he's you know he won't be coming off of a, a game off and all that. But L. Rob, how encouraged? Let's get to the games in Boston, New York for you. How encouraged were you by the success in Boston without LeBron and AD, and then following it up with a very good defensive performance. This is probably one of the best defensive performances of the year by the Lakers in their victory over New York. Very encouraged with the Boston effort. Not so much yesterday. I mean, New York is playing without Julius Randall. I mean, they're playing without Ananobi. They're playing, I um, uh, can't think of the other guard off the top of my head. So, I mean, Grimes. yeah, Grimes. They're without Grimes. So, I mean, you know, those... <laughs> I mean, they don't have a whole lot of scoring. So um, to really focus in on Brunson, took them a little while to figure it out and uh, get their trap together. I mean, it's amazing that you're trying to trap him and guys still let him get to his left hand to get out of the trap. It's like so frustrating. So I wasn't that impressed yesterday. I'm glad they won. It's, you know, it's never easy winning on the road, but I wasn't overly impressed with the effort yesterday it was um but boston game that was that was amazing and that is the jackson hayes that you know that i was expecting to see um so it's good to see him you know playing up to where the lakers believe he can play if they can get something out of that position i mean we had kind of written him off and figured out you know through the first 40 games that hey we've seen the best that he has and he's really not useful but he's been he's been very good the last couple games so that's something to build on we got to grasp whatever we can um and i like anthony davis focusing on defense um and um you know if they can replace him where he doesn't have to try to go out and score 30 that if he can just give you 18 to 22 and have more energy for defense i think the lakers will be a much better team so Definitely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight on Lakers Weekend. It is, of course, Jamie Sweet and L. Rob. And here today to go ahead and share his thoughts as well is the man behind the five things articles you see at Lakerholics.com. It is, of course, Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, great to have you here, my friend. The local never dwell, as he has pronounced himself. Uh, your thoughts agreeing with L. Rob on his uh, uh, summation in regards to the games uh, in Boston, New York, and how we could possibly end up being four and two on this Grammy trip with a victory over Charlotte. I'm telling you, after that Atlanta game, there was no way I thought there was uh, that our best possible hope was coming back 500, best possible case scenario. So I'm happy to be proven wrong, as I often am, uh, being a pessimist and not being an overly optimistic person as I tend to be. So, um, 
I, I have to agree with that, Rob. I thought the Boston victory, A, because it was in Boston, B, because Boston had their whole team healthy. They had Porzingis, they had Brown, they had Tatum, they had uh, Holiday, uh, and the other guys who play with those th- those four. I can't, can never, I don't know any of the other Celtics other than those four. Um, I, I thought that that was a much more impressive victory, especially considering how D'Lo didn't actually shoot the ball that well, yeah. which meant that. But he was a pretty, great floor leader. Fourteen he was this, I think, in, in, in ball. That was his best point guard game of the year. And I think that he's really stepped up to take on that challenge specifically since he got reinserted into the starting lineup. I feel like he's been engaged with his teammates. I think he's been, I mean, he's always been like a pretty good cheerleader, you know, getting guys riled up, pumped up when they do something good. He's always kind of like in their face, like, you know, happy for him. And you need a guy like that on your team. And he's really stepped into that role comfortably. It's not a role that LeBron's going to play. It's not a role that AD is going to play. Uh, Reeves seems a little too emo for that role. Um, so it's Russell, right? So he, and he's doing it. He's got the personality for it. He's got the, that's, that's something that works for him. So it's nice to see him stepping into that kind of vacuum, um, you know, kind of like a more effectual and more plays a lot more than Jared Dudley did, but like a guy who's keeps it light on the floor, keep, keep, keeps everybody, you know, focused on the task at hand, but doesn't make it feel like a job. You know, doesn't make it feel like you know you're, you're, if you don't do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know punch you in the face like like how Kobe would have led. It's a very different style, and I think for this team it fits better. Um, you know, we got a lot of young guys or guys who have been in the league for a while, but maybe not made the mark they hoped or expected to have made. And so you know, the, with guys like that, I would imagine there's a bit of a confidence issue at this point. It certainly looked that way with Cam Reddish in preseason. Uh, it looks like that with Wood all the time. <laughs> guys that I really was hoping to count on for a solid, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game. Uh, and he just hasn't been able to carve that niche into this team. And like Al Rob said, I couldn't agree more. It's been, it was great seeing Jackson Hayes put together back to back. I Did he get a foul last night? Maybe one. Yeah. One. I think he did. So two, two you know, he's played two games in a row. You usually get three in three minutes. Right. It, it used to be, he used to be a foul minute guy, if not more. Right. So to see that level of of discipline, because it's not for a lack of athleticism or physical, physical talent or, you know, you know, gifts that he has that, that, that reduces impact. He's got all the tools in the box. It's just that he's he plays too fast. He's too aggressive sometimes. And he needs to let the play develop and he needs to let the defense, the offense, the offensive player like come at him. Sometimes guys who are like super great jumpers or super fast or both try to make the play before it, it should be made. They're, they're, they're too ready to make the play. He's looked more in control of his, his athleticism. He's looked more in control of, he's just more focused. And then you, I mean, you heard him talk about it after the Boston win, when he was like, I've been working with the coaches. I'm not showing my hands. He used to have his hands out in front of him all the time, picking up easy touch fouls even though he's not really hitting a guy, they're going to call it. If it, if your hand is on a guy and he drives by you and like he flails his arm or something, it's just, they're just going to call it. Whether it's really a foul or not, isn't debatable. The whistle blew. You're done. It's over. <laughs> the foul is on you. So to see Hayes go two games in a row with one foul is I think just monumental for this team because without Vanderbilt, it, it and it, 
you know, we, we haven't heard if it's like for the season, but even if it's for like, it two is months, most likely for the season. Woj was like, reporting it tonight, uh, last night. It was looked like it was going to be for the season. If even if it's two months or or whatever, I mean, that's that's the season. <laughs> yeah. Like, could he come back for the playoffs? Maybe, maybe, but he'll have to have to ramp him up again. And we saw that that took about a month for him to get well, up. If he has game. surgery, it's a done deal. If he needs surgery, it's going to be like Embiid. You're done till you're done till next season. And I hope that he does whatever's best for the long term health of his career. That he doesn't try to do something to like come back for like a, a meaning, a, a, you know, I don't want to say meaningless playoff run, but you only got you only got the one body you got, man. Take care of it. Do what's right. The Lakers, you're you're, you're coming into a big contract. You're, you're you're getting money next year. You're okay. Take care of yourself because we saw what he's capable of doing when he's healthy. On both ends of the floor, frankly, he had become an offensive threat on both ends of the floor. Uh, and because he was start, he stopped trying to stay out at the three point line, and he went inside, and he stayed inside, and he cut inside, and made him a much more valuable individual for them to cover. Steph Curry of power forwards, right, moving without the ball, cutting without the ball, seeking seeking open spaces, and he was even taking threes. He was taking the open threes, then they came his way, and. That's all you can ask from a guy like that. I kind of equate him to Dennis Rodman, where it's like, oh, you scored 10 points? Gravy, baby. That's straight gravy. Because of everything else you bring, those 10 points are like extra super bonus time. And so seeing him go down was just, for me, he's my favorite player. I, I like Vando the most on the team. I think, you know, I always have a soft spot for guys who are maybe not the most talented, who don't just jack up threes, and who really get after, who do the things that help the team win that a lot of players just, just don't do for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know why it's, it seems to me like an easy way to get on a team and stay on a team in the NBA. But for whatever reason, a lot of players just want to shoot the three or, you know, dunk the ball or, you know, cross dudes over and get to the, and it's like, there's so much more to the game than that. And so it really was for me disheartening, even in the win against Boston, I, it was very bittersweet because Vando went down and just the way he went down, you knew it wasn't going to be like, Oh, he didn't like rolls. It just, you know, so it's it that that's still a bummer to me, but it, it's nice that the Lakers were able to put to back put together back to back wins. I have to agree 100 with L Rob. The fact that that the Knicks were down three stars <laughs> made it you know we sh- we should have won that game. It feels like especially since we had AD and LeBron. Um, and what I liked most in the Knicks win, even more than the defense, was seeing the Lakers trusting the other guys more not having to rely on LeBron to score the basketball, to make the play. And so, you know, they put the ball in Reeves' hands. They put the ball in Delo's hands a little bit, although not down the stretch because he was on the bench. And, you know, LeBron LeBron did his thing too. It's, they, they didn't, like, ignore LeBron, but, like, they kind of made it, put it on Reeves to go out and, like, make plays and get guys involved. And he struggled with that a lot this season. And so it was nice to see him, you know, do that well. Yeah, similar to, to uh, last year's playoffs, a few games in the playoffs where they pretty much uh, turned three AR loose. So, how is the lasagna? Yes, is it looking good? It's good. All, right. All set. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Gotta have lasagna. That's good. I, you get me in the mood for lasagna there. Once you mentioned it earlier, it was like, oh my gosh, gotta have lasagna later on. So, there you go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is L. Rob along with Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. So, L. Rob, I bring it back to you, my friend. Uh, this is the NBA trade deadline week. And, you know, of course, with Laker Tom and everybody out there making their mock trades, seeing if the Lakers need this, that, this, that. You've got one side of the coin, my side, that thinks, you know what? The Lakers don't have that much in assets to go ahead and give up in a trade. So they're really not going to be able to get someone or some players that are going to definitively change the projection of your roster. So why don't you contemplate getting under just standing pat relatively, maybe something along the fringes, but trying to stay under the repeater tax for the first time in a long time, getting off of that getting a, a $14 million bonus or whatever it is that they pay out to the, to the buses for being under the tax and building your, your, your assets going forward because you get, you pick up an extra two first round picks this summer that could potentially give you three first round picks to utilize in the trade. Plus some assets, you know, as far as money, some expiring contracts of D'Lo walks, you know, if on the slight chance that LeBron actually says he's done and he's had enough, obviously freeing up money there. That's again, that's just all speculation, rumor, but what have you. Again, I just think that if the Lakers stand pat, might be better off for their long term. But of course, Laker Tom, others out there, they want changes. They want it now that they think will make this team better to go after number eighteen. I just don't think the Lakers have enough assets to get what they need to get to get number 18. So your thoughts, my friend, again, this is the week of the NBA trade deadline, your vision on what the Lakers may or may not do to your preference going forward. Okay. So if, if, if the trade is not going to get us number 18, but can improve us and give us a chance to be better in the playoffs, is 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 that what you're saying? If it can't, is, get it, a, is it worth getting into the tax yeah. just for a nominal upgrade that'll get us a first I, I, or second round elimination? I can tell you, you are in the minority as far as fans caring about uh, the tax or any. Uh, I just know what the Lakers are thinking of this wheeling and dealing. I just know what the buses are thinking about after after you know they will spend the, the buses, buses money until the cows come home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Everybody will spend their money, but the buses themselves, as yeah. we've seen on occasion, they don't want to spend their money. 
So understanding that and seeing how that is, I mean, I want to win as, uh, 18 as much as everybody else, but if you do it to throw away your future for some short-term gains that don't get you what you want to get, it won't really make so sense. So if Bando's done for the season, yes, that, most likely that significantly lowers any chance of, of winning a championship. Agreed. I mean, I still believe as up and down as this team has been, as mediocre as they've been, as, as disinterested as they've been on many occasions, I still felt they had a, a ceiling, you know, with Vando, you know, and a full roster that they hadn't tapped into quite yet. So I was not ready to write them off totally. Um, Man, there's not a lot out there. And like you say, the Lakers don't have the assets uh you know the d and picks or whatever for dejan murray first round pick okay does that make the lakers better yes i i think that raises our i mean because i mean okay if we get this d that we've had in january for if we know that we're getting this d for the rest of the playoff run then no it's definitely not worth it um, right you know but you know we've seen them for however many years and this is not this, I mean, this level, I mean, it's not sustainable. He's shooting over 50% from three-point range, I think, you know, in the last 10, 12 games or whatever it is. So, um, and he's been playing great. So I'm very happy for him. And it's, it sounds like he's found his happy place and he's not worrying about it. He's just going out there balling. So that's that's a good thing. But without a significant wing defender, you know, I mean, you can't make it through the gauntlet that is the Western Conference without – some some better defense and uh yes lebron will be more attentive in the playoff and his defense will ramp up but i mean there's only so much he can do uh reeves is what he is um torian prince is not that good a defender now having the chance to see him for you know as many games as we did when you watch him occasionally here and there you know you say okay he's a decent defender and that's you know and this whole three and d label has been thrown out there so much that you know, you automatically assume a guy can hold up the D end of that three, uh, of that label when they're given that. Um, but he's not really a, a. I mean, he tries, but he just doesn't have the the lateral quickness or or I mean, to really to make it tough on guys. So we really don't have don't have that. So yeah, it's gonna be a short run. Can you can Bruce Brown add something to it? Yes, if you can get Bruce Brown, you know, it depends on what you're talking about. If you get Bruce Brown, a guy like Bruce Brown would certainly help would give the Lakers some toughness and would raise their ceiling and give them a chance to uh, be more competitive. Um, so the big challenge, though, is there's a there's a guy in the locker room who is not going to be very happy if no changes are made, if no efforts are made. Oh, he's already sending hourglass tweets. Yeah, so the buses, they got to they gotta factor that in. Um, you're fine with waiting and, and restocking for next year. I didn't say I'm fine. I'm just expecting. I just think the smart money right. is, not, is, is just, again, short-term gains, a first or second round exit is not going to make LeBron happy anyway. So you don't win in that scenario because, again, DeJounte Murray or Bruce Brown, they're nominal upgrades. They're not going to, to combine, even get you past a Denver maybe even a Phoenix, uh, maybe even Oklahoma City. Oh, what if, what if we get great news? What if we get great news back in a in a week that uh, that Vando is going to be back? He's only going to be out for three weeks. Then, I mean, but the trade deadline is gone. 
So I hope they can get some good information. If Vando's gonna be around, then I think you gotta move. You get you gotta you gotta try to upgrade your roster and give it a shot. You never know. You catch a hot streak in the playoffs, and you know the Lakers were they weren't that far off last year. Um, from I mean they got swept against Denver, yes, but they were competitive in all those games. And if they had one uh, one you know better player, uh, you know Vando plays better. You know, they I mean they they you know they can be competitive, they can they can have a shot. So I'm not scared of anybody. I mean, Denver's great, the Clippers are playing great, Phoenix has got, you know, they're rolling now. Am I really scared of all those teams? Any of them? Denver, because they're the champs and they've proven they can do it. But am I trusting Reggie Jackson in the playoffs to do some of the things that I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not, even though he's been pretty good uh, last few years. I'm, I'm still would not totally. But they don't need him as much because they've got a guy named Murray there that's been doing quite a bit. Yeah, but, I mean, you still got to have somebody coming off the bench that's going to that's gonna give you um, some punch. The Clippers, if they stay healthy, that's going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers too. So I guess I gave you a very non-committal type of answer. <laughs> What I am going to do though is I, I got to go back. I got to get on that Lakerholics uh, blog and see what Tom's proposing. So I know Tom, you know, I know he's cooked up some some great way that we can probably, you know, he's he's, you know, he's probably you know, getting some great, great. Yeah, he's got us getting somebody great for uh, for Christie in return. I'm sure. And don't forget Gabe Vincent, who's yeah, you know six I, games I, with a bad knee. And has a three-year contract, but yes, somehow managed. We managed to trade him out in all of Laker Tom's trades because uh, okay. these other we, NBA GMs are so happy to get Gabe Vincent. Are we supposed to get news on Gabe? And he was supposed to be out six to eight weeks, and that was in around Christmas. So we should be getting some uh, right around the news on around the All Star break. He'll probably hear something about his health, and they'll say he's out for the season. Pretty I much, think, I think they will. So, so Jamie, let me bring it back to you, my friend. And once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers weekend. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their Lakers weekend. It is Lakerholic Spotlight, Lakerholics.com. Jamie, again, Rob <laughs> didn't give me the most committal of answers because he's playing. Yes, sport. you got to make a move. There you All go. Right. You, you, have to, okay. you have to, you have to, you have to roll right. dice. Tomorrow's not promised. We don't know what's going to happen. Dude, okay. Take it up. Give yourself Fair a enough. chance. Fair enough. Okay, but if that's the case, Jamie, um, if 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 that's the case, where do you go from here? I mean, I just don't see a scenario. I don't see a scenario where it's as easy for a win. I don't expect uh, you know the kind of injuries that Memphis suffered so that makes Memphis, as far as their front line, much weaker than it is for the Lakers to come through. I don't see a Golden State team that is so inefficient with their front line. The Lakers could shoot, you know, just literally overpower them as they did in that series until they met, you know, obviously against the wall that was the Denver Nuggets. I just don't see a scenario. I see these teams barring any health concerns, barring any health issues. These teams are a lot more loaded up than they were last season, Jamie. So I think it's a really much tougher hill to climb and the moves you can make can't be as uh, profound as they were this time last year with what little assets you have. I mean, this is something I've been harping on for a while. We don't have this giant chunk of expiring contract that was Russell Westbrook that just 
clears the decks of some team's bad cap space situation. In fact, we can offer zero salary cap relief because I'm guaranteeing and I've been guaranteeing and will continue to guarantee that D'Angelo Russell is picking up that player option for next season because I don't see him making more than 18.5 uh, on the on the open market. So if you're not offering cap relief and you have but one pick that you can trade at this moment in time, and yes, I understand we can do pick swaps. I understand we can put, throw some second rounders out there. And that's fine. But those aren't the kind of deals that the Hawks are going to make to recoup what they traded out for DeHonte Murray. They're going to want Reeves. And they're probably going to hold the line because it's actually smarter for them to just wait. You can get DeAnne. Guess who you can get next season for a first-round draft pick on an expiring contract? D'Angelo Russell. So you wait. If you're a GM, you just wait. You don't do it now. No you gave how- up three first-round pick, draft picks for Dejounte Murray. They gave, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They won't, they, I mean, and they won't get that back. There's no way they're going to get that back. Uh, traded players are like are like new cars. As soon as you drive it off the lot, you're not getting what you put what you put out there when you sell the car. You're gonna you're gonna take a little bit of a loss. And I think GMs understand that. Let me throw this but, in there, Jamie, real quick. What about you bring in a third team? You got a team like the Knicks. They need offense. They may be interested in somebody like a D'Angelo Russell. But the thing is, they don't, we don't, Lakers just don't have enough assets to send out in these trades unless you trade, you know, Austin and D'Lo. JHS is not a first round draft pick equivalent. The Knicks don't have access either. Can't the Knicks and Hawks? The Knicks, but what would, I guess, the, what is the impetus for the Knicks to do that? Like, this is, this is where I, this is where I keep, because they have Brunson already. They have Brunson. Do they need D'Lo? I mean, I'm sure it'd be nice if they had D'Lo, but do they need to like help the Lakers facilitate a trade? I mean, if the if the Knicks want, they have the assets to just trade for Murray themselves. He fits better in with a Thibodeau system anyway than than D'Lo does. And so, uh, I I think this is the issue with the Lakers is that there are teams that have similar needs to us that can outbid us. Yeah. Except for maybe the Bucks. The Bucks are in the market for a, a, a game-altering wing. Every team in the playoffs is looking for a game-altering wing. Anybody who's in the top ten standings in there, okay, he can literally outbid anyone with anything. The, you want young Knicks, assets, great. You want draft picks, great. And the Knicks are right behind him. Yeah. The Knicks and OKC can outbid anybody for any player that should come on the mar- that could come on the market. And it oh, and they have better young players that they could include in a deal. To like make it even more of a of a haul. Now, I do think Sam Presti is probably going to still play it pretty close to the vest because that's just what he does, and he's only going to deal a lot of those assets for somebody who's like a bona fide superstar who's under contract for several years. Because as soon as they're a free agent, they're going to leave OKC, and he knows that. He knows that because that's what has happened, <laughs> and that's what will continue to happen. Shea might be the one exception, and that's because they believed in him so much. They gave him a team. Um, he saw how they treated Russ, and he's, he's, he stepped into that void that Russ left as in terms of like a beloved local, local hero. You know, these small market teams like OKC, Indiana, even like, you know, Charlotte, and teams that are look, look like they're just kind of in a disaster tailspin, they're, they're not going to just ship guys out for, for Gabe Vincent because of the cap hit 
because they don't make a ton of money, because they rely on the league to give them money at the end of every season, they're going to look at guys who are under contract for two or three years and say, is this somebody who really impacts winning then? And if they're not, that's just not, then you need draft picks and we don't have those yet. So I would like to see the Lakers trade Gabe Vincent because I think he's going to be a lot like Kendrick Nunn, unfortunately, and that, you know, once the knees go on a point guard over 30, it's a, you're just, it's a law of diminishing returns at that point. You're, you're just not getting the guy you hoped you were going to get. And it's, I feel for Gabe Vincent. I, you know, I liked what I thought he was gritty as all get out uh, last season in the NBA finals and the NBA playoffs in general. Um, but I just don't see him having much more impact in the league as it stands, um, unfortunately. And so he will have value two years from now. Um, and like, you know, Hachimura, they signed him to a very tradable contract, but they haven't played him into a tradable role. So he looks kind of like a bust right now because of how the Lakers have managed him this season. And I don't know what the deal with that is. I mean, we've, we, we play Prince almost twice as many minutes per game as we tend to play Hachimura. And Prince is not getting anything. Nobody's going to trade for Torian Prince because he's going to alter their future. So the moves that I see that are possible would be, is there a way we could use like first round pick and a pick swap to entice and maybe Jalen hood Shafino to entice the Memphis Grizzlies to trade us Marcus Smart for next season. Like having a guy like that alongside Reeves, and or backing up D'Lo or Reeves backing them up or however that would work out makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I just don't think we have the ponies to run the, the, the Murray race. I think other teams can outbid us. I think other teams have better players they could trade uh, Atlanta that complement Trey Young better. Since we're, I'm assuming that we're not going to trade Reeves for Murray. Like I just kind of think that that writing is on the wall. Um, I don't think Laker fans would be happy if we traded Murray for Reeves as well. So I, I don't see it happening. Um, and I don't think D'Lo and the pick is enough. If it was enough, it would have happened already. It, 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 they wouldn't be wait, Atlanta wouldn't be waiting to the, to the trading deadline. They'd just, get, they'd just do the deal and move on. Because, again, JHS is not commensurate no, it's, to a first-round draft pick. Anybody who know. thinks he is is kidding themselves the way he's been a draft bust so far. The only way he gets included in a trade is if the salary is off just enough that his rookie deal makes it come up to like fit into the NBA trade game. That's that's nobody's trading for him. <laughs> He'll just be included in a trade. So uh you know, I, I just I would like to see the Lakers go for it. I think that Elrod made a great point that without Vando, I don't see I don't see the worth in it. I think that you're 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 throwing you're throwing good resources at a bad season, and it's not anybody's fault that like he was hurt in training camp and then it got hurt again. And it's not anybody's fault that just about everybody uh, has been hurt for at least two weeks this season, um, and it's a lot of them more. Um, you know, really had some bad injury luck, uh, unfortunately. And and, and what will ha- what'll be awful is if like. We waste two really great healthy seasons from LeBron and AD because the rest of the team just couldn't stay on the freaking floor. But it's starting to look like that's the sort of season we're, we're experiencing. And it's a, it'll be a bummer. 
Um, but I think that, you know, from draft day on this, this summer's upcoming draft day on, uh, the Lakers will just have so much more to work with. They'll have so many more tools in the box that they can throw at a problem. And you'll have a better idea of hopefully if, you know, some of these guys can stay healthy for the rest of the season, what they really can do together as, as, as with some combinations. So I'm, I don't know that I'm advocating that the Lakers stand pat, but I'm expecting them to stand pat. I'm expecting them to, to let this roll as it is. Cryptic hourglass tweets and all. Uh, and LeBron's got to, you know, he's going to, he's going to do his best for LeBron. He, it, 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 he said it a, a million times. It's not his body. It's his brain. As well he should, as well as he should. And he's earned that, right? Anybody who says otherwise is a fool. He's earned the right to do whatever he wants with his time and money. And he's obviously, he obviously puts everything into every single game that he possibly can. You can argue that he doesn't like ramp up the defense as much as maybe he should for a regular season game. Guess what? The dude's pushing 40. <laughs> he's a 40-year-old out there playing with 20-year-olds. So get over it. Let the, let, you know. It's it's this is this is the deal the Lakers signed up for. It's like when they signed Kobe to that that thirty million dollar extension when he had blown out his Achilles. You want him to retire a Laker? There's a price that you're going to pay for that. He doesn't. LeBron no longer has the ability to put a team on his shoulders and just carry them to the playoffs by himself. It doesn't. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So knowing that was, um, I would imagine that the Laker front office is 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 you know self aware enough to know that that's the case. No matter how, what, you know, frozen fingers and siphon carbonite or whatever he does every night to keep his body going, you, you, this is the deal, right? So you, you have to manage this the best you can. And so I think the best way to manage it is to save your bullets for the gunfight where you get some reinforcements after this summer. And that That's my feeling. I would like to see us make a slam dunk trade, something that, you know, maybe nobody's really thought of or put out there which is generally what happens with trades I've discovered. All the ones that people talk about all season long are never the ones that get made. It's always some like, oh, this is what's happening. Great. Um, so if that happens, I'll be pleasantly surprised and I'll be happy to be wrong again. Um, you know, But you know, up until last season, Rob Plink had never made an in-season trade. So I kind of think we'll come back to that reality and we'll, we'll see the team that we started with being the team that we finished with, bar, except for guys who are out because of injuries. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Jamie Sweet along with L. Rob, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching this thing. Hopefully you will join us tomorrow for the pregame, postgame, during the game, and also Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro as we go ahead and the Lakers. Okay. Uh, face off against. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, Against the Charlotte Hornets. But L. Rob, let me ask you this. When it comes right down to it, the Lakers, uh, this is a pivotal point in time this season. We're 50-plus games in, uh, about 30 games left in the season. The Lakers have to make a move at this point in time, similar to what they did last year when they went on an 18-8 and run to finish out that season. Of course, that came after the trade deadline and all those moves were made. I just don't see the same magic this time around as just – because of the fact they don't have a 30 plus million dollar expiring contract. They don't have two first round draft picks going into this trade season. So I don't know really what they expect. I really don't know what to get out of it. I just say, again, if you're them and you're looking at the bottom line and the bottom dollar and that repeater tax is just the fact that you can get off of it. It's just, I'm assuming so alluring to them as an organization and the fact that you can actually get paid for it on top of that as a kicker, 
might be alluring to them. So I don't know. Again, it's not our money. So of course we want all the trades we want. But as an organization, you have to look at it from their standpoint as well and try and anticipate that that possibly could be the case and some very little activity could be made for this week for the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yes. Um, can they close out like last year? And last year, did we think they can close out strong? No. I mean, Good point. Uh, they did. Um, Austin Reeves, uh, you know, he was expected to take a step this year. That hasn't happened. Last two games, he's been unbelievable. If Austin Reeves can get back to playing, I mean, obviously he's not going to have games like he had against Boston. But if he can play like he played yesterday, you know, the Lakers, that changes the Lakers' trajectory. I mean, Austin Reeves was a mess for a lot of – I mean, he was a big reason why the Lakers were struggling early. He's right at the ship. If we can get some consistency from him, I think that changes the team. That makes the Lakers a much – more dangerous team. I haven't really looked at their schedule closely. It looks like they got a decent February schedule, if my memory serves correctly, but it gets a little tougher. In, in As the Joe said, once they come back to the friendly confines of the crypt, uh, they do not leave the Pacific time zone for the rest of the month. Okay. And then March, I know, it gets a little tougher. So, yeah. I think they definitely can clam, can clam out of the uh, play-in tournament, um, they can they can they can make a move. There are and, three games out of six to give you an idea. Yeah, so you can you can get there. Um, just getting back to their playoffs. Uh, once they get there, um, does anyone? I think teams will be lining up to try to play Oklahoma City, right? Of course, yeah. Minnesota has been tough. I mean, they they look good. But do we know what Carl Anthony Towns will look like come playoff time? He hasn't exactly showed that he can deliver when the pressure is on. So Minnesota's not that tough. Again, well, or will be- Rudy Gobert be played off the floor again? Yeah, yeah. And then you know Conley's not a young man either. So then I mean, again, you worry about the Clippers and you worry about Denver and Phoenix and how many of those teams will you really have to play? I mean, you worry about Clippers and 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 Denver and yeah, a little bit Phoenix. So. You know, you may have to actually play one of those teams, maybe two. If you got to play two of them, yes, you win one, and then you, you know, you just see what you can do. I don't think the Lakers can duplicate last year's close, but I think they can do enough to um, get out of the play-in and position themselves a little bit better in the playoffs. And then, you know, going into the playoffs, if Reeves is balling, if LeBron is, is healthy and AD is playing like he is playing, I don't think people will be lining up to play the Lakers either. What are your thoughts, though, on Sacramento? Sacramento had a taste of the playoffs last season and uh, is right now the front runner uh, as far as ahead of this pack of this. You know, they're they're not leading the division in the Pacific Division. That's the Clippers. Yeah. But they're in the they're the leaders of the pack at this fifth through 12th spot. Guys, do you guys have any uh, at all uh, nervousness around Sacramento? Or do we feel that just sort of like similar as last year? First round, nice upstart team. Don't see a happy ending for them. Yeah, they're just not physical enough. Okay. And when the playoffs come, um, you know, that you know, that high scoring and that breakneck speed that they were playing at, you know, um, it didn't work. I mean, even when they were playing Golden State, a team that was tailor made for them, you still, I mean, Sabonis kind of got, I mean, he got slowed down significantly. And I see the same thing happening 
again for them in the playoffs. He's he's a good player, um, but his I don't think his stats will be able to translate to winning and making deep playoff run without more help, you know, up front. Okay. What about you, Jamie? You don't see Sacramento as a real th- threat because they often get overlooked by everyone, not just us, but by everyone out there in the media as a true contender in the Western Conference. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, this is coming from the guy who picked, you know, the Timberwolves to, to win the division, or I'm sorry, to win the Western Conference. Um, I think that Sacramento has probably learned a little bit of a playoff lesson from last season. Is it enough to translate into more than a, maybe a first-round series win? I don't think that it is. I think that they still have – I think they're probably a move away too. I think that <clears> – I don't think you can grow enough from a play – they had to make a change of some sort. They either had to get another big guy to help Sabonis who can play with Sabonis um, or – like well, just a more athletic, a more physical, uh, you know, L Rob's right. Sabonis doesn't want to bang with dudes. He wants to, he wants to play. He's kind of like a salt. He wants to play a prettier brand of basketball, but Mike Brown is not Phil Jackson. <laughs> he doesn't know how to make the best use of Sabonis, I feel like. And so teams are going to, the, the same strategy that worked last year against Sacramento is probably going to work this year in the playoffs. And that's shut down Fox. You know, if Barnes beats you, you know what? Tip the cap. Good job, Harrison Barnes. You know, way to go. They're going to let Sabonis stand there with the ball 20, 25 feet out, sag way off of him and say, you make a 20-foot jumper. You you, you you make us guard you. And when he doesn't do that, and I don't think he will, then they're going to lose that series. So if it's kind of on Sabonis to like add that jump shot to his game or add a level of physicality that generally you don't learn. You either come into the league with a level of physicality or you don't. You're either somebody who bangs or you're somebody who, you know, does twisty, awkward ballerina shots to avoid contact and still try to get a shot up. So, and I, I put Sabonis in the second category. And that's not to say that that's not a skill in and of itself and that it's not, you know, it, that doesn't make them bad. It just makes it harder to win in the playoffs when the physicality goes up and when any weakness in your game is just mercilessly exposed over and over and over and over again until you prove otherwise. And that's why guys like Russ and that's like guys like Sabonis who for all the regular season success, for all the great things they can do in the regular season will forever have hard times in the playoffs because it's about being able to mitigate what you can't do. It's not what you can do. It's what, how do you, how do you, and this is up to the coaches as well. It's not just on the player. How do we hide our flaws and there's not a good way for the Kings to hide that flaw. So if you can shut down Fox, just make him work, you know, kind of the way the Lakers made Brunson work, you know, trap him coming over the court. Don't let him get to his dominant hand. Although as Rob astutely pointed out, we somehow still managed to watch Brunson drive to his dominant hand all, all night long, pretty much until the last seven minutes of the fourth, when they finally are like, maybe we should do something about that. But it's that kind of tactic that will get exposed in the playoffs. And so it's going to be interesting to see how even the Knicks do in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're, they're rolling in the regular season. Anybody who's watched basketball knows it's two very different experiences. The regular season, while vital and necessary, is a very different style and brand of basketball than what works in the playoffs. 
these juggernaut offenses that roll through the regular season with these absurd, you know, point differentials and putting up points per game suddenly lose 10, 15 points per game. And it comes down to grit and defense and rebounding and communication and just togetherness. And if you didn't build those things up during the regular season to some degree, that's going to be one and done, maybe two and done. If you, you know, get hot for a couple of games or so-and-so lights up a team the way uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth lit up uh, golden state that one quarter uh, for us last season, which kind of swung that series vastly in our favor. Um, you know, and there's no shame in that it means you had a great season, but you're not a champion and you won't be until you figure out how to hide those flaws or, you know, add, add something to your game that mitigates them. So if, you know, Sabonis has to get a pick and pop element to his game where he's just going to be a talented passing guy who's not quite as good as Jokic, uh, probably not even as good as Pau Gasol was, because uh, Gasol could hit from the outside. Um, and so that's that's what's going to define the Kings. Um, I don't think the Lakers match up great against the Kings, unfortunately. So if we get the Kings in the first round, I think it'll be a slog. And I think that the fan base in Sacramento will be absolutely rabid mm-hmm. to have the Lakers a playoff loss. And so having them having home court advantage as it's likely that they would, uh, I think would also be a problem. Um, so I kind of hope we don't draw Sacramento in the first round. I would much rather draw Minnesota or OKC. Um, I think we can match up very well against both of those teams. Uh, I think, I mean, if we were healthy with, I, I don't see us winning too much in the playoffs without a healthy Vanderbilt, unfortunately. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, we got played off the floor in the playoffs last season. And I thought that was a mistake. And that was mainly due to his, he, he got gun shy on offense. Like he stopped trying to do anything on offense. And I think that that's something that we saw him start to work through this season a little bit and became a little bit more creative in how he could get himself open again, something that could be exposed in the playoffs but I don't think we're going to get to see that this season, unfortunately, because uh, I don't think I, – I, I'm like Elrod. If we come home from L.A., if we get back to L.A., and it's, oh, man, it, there's no tear in the foot. There's no, you know, problem with the tendons. Everything – it looks like it's just like, you know, some kind of flare-up. We're going to let – we're going to shut you down for a couple of weeks. We'll bring you back, you know. Can't trade them anyway, so we'll bring you back after the trading deadline, you know. Uh, that changes that changes my equation as well. But I have to assume, based on all the reports I'm seeing, that it seems like it's something serious, uh, that they're waiting to get back to L.A. to like, kind of make a final decision and let him kind of process and work through what he wants to do to, in terms of surgery and all that jazz. But I just don't see us able to contain Anthony Edwards without Vando. I don't think it's fast enough. you gotta put you got to put A.D. on Cat. LeBron can't keep up with Anthony Edwards. So you have to help hope that like they melt down. Uh, and again, I think that that, that fan base is just going to be it, that first, those first, that first round or two, you know, the fans can really push you across the finish line in a tough series. And so I just think that since I don't expect us to really have home court advantage, unfortunately, uh, that we'll again be playing on the road for the entirety of the playoffs. And that's just another, it's just all of it's uphill. There's nothing that's, downhill for the Lakers right now. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a tough slog. So uh, if I had to pick a team to face in the first round, I actually might hope, hope this is going to sound weird, but I might hope for Denver because that's the freshest we'll be 
in all of the playoffs playing at elevation against Denver. And if you go through a series or two, by the time you get to that series against Denver, once you travel there, you're kind of done. Like, and that's what they showed us last year that the Denver nuggets with home court advantage is a potentially insurmountable obstacle by the time you roll around to the NBA finals, because everybody's already tired. Everybody's already gone through the entire grind of the 82 game season. Everybody's gone through five, six, seven round playoff matchups, physical battles where you're battling hard, not like the regular season, but like real battles and you're done already. And now you're playing a mile above the surface of the earth against a team that is is good with it. They're ready. And they've been ready. They've been that whole team has been playing at that elevation for years together now. And it's a serious advantage. So that's I just that's the best we'll have. That's the best chance we'd ever have against Denver would be in round one. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, Lakerholics spotlight. Lakers weekend, everyone. Hopefully you have a great Lakers. Rainbows, right? Nothing but sunshine. Well, you're in your where you're at, my friend. You're supposed to be flooded and underwater from what I hear. It's pretty rainy. It's 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 we're not there yet, but we might get there by tomorrow when it's okay. Well, just. Just make sure your your living arrangements don't become a houseboat and anytime soon. I want to live on a houseboat though. It sounds so nice. Okay. <laughs> Going down San Monica Boulevard. Well, I mean, not like that. Yes. <laughs> Always wanted to live on a boat. Seems like it'd be very relaxing. Uh, I will ask you though, and we'll close this out with uh, L. Rob's thoughts uh, again. L. Rob, a lot to think about heading into the playoff season. Uh, you're more than welcome to stop by anytime this week you can, my friend, as far as NBA trade deadline. I am doing an NBA trade deadline special at 10 a.m. on Thursday, Pacific time to 1 p.m. Pacific time. I don't know yet as far as a Kobe uh, unveiling statue special. Joe's going to let me know when that's going to be, whether or not we do that for a pregame or if that's done during the course of the day. So he's going to let me know on that day as well for Thursday. But uh, Tuesday, I also plan to go ahead, Stone Hanson and I, sometime uh, a little bit earlier in the evening, plan to do an a- NBA tread deadline uh, special as far as that's concerned as well. So your thoughts, my friend, it's going to be, is it going to be an active week for the Lakers? Just let me hear your thoughts on that. I, w- I really want to know in your heart, do you and think it's going to be an active week on the phones? Do, am I counting on them getting something done? No. I mean, it. a people don't want to trade with the Lakers. They don't. They don't. I mean, that's a, uh, the Lakers had a, a cross they have to bear that that probably no other franchise do as far as teams just don't want to help L.A. They got the, the Laker brand and L.A. weather and they got all the benefits. We're not helping those guys. 
So there's a Laker tax with any trade. So having said that, they'll do something on the margins because they have to. They have to, but I just don't see them pulling off a, a trade that's really going to uh, be that impactful. So yeah, let me yeah. drop in one little fact check on Jamie's comment on Rui. So Rui pays averages 23 minutes a game and prints 30 minutes. So it's not a huge differential in their playing time. But it's funny. I will say this, though, Rob. Yesterday, did you not think when you heard that Rui was in the starting lineup that he was going to get the majority yeah. of the minutes over Torian Prince yesterday? Absolutely. Did you not? Absolutely. But somehow Torian and Torian had a good game. TP had a good game. So, I mean, he he hit, he he shot well. He, I give him credit he, for that. He was a factor in the game. So, so many some games he's not a factor. So he was a factor. That's all he wants. Be a factor. If you're out there playing 30 minutes, make your presence felt somehow, some way. Um, so, I mean, I think uh, Rui doesn't have the trade value because I don't blame that on Darwin, though. Rui has had – some of it is his health. Legitimately, he was starting, and he didn't uh, play well uh, as a starter. Um, so he got himself to blame for that. Um, but he's had opportunity. You're playing 20-something minutes a game. Get out there and ball in the time you have out on the court. So – but at any rate, uh, yes, I think the Lakers will do something this week. Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. I, I don't think they can resist. Uh, I think they sometimes will just make a trade just to try to shelter out the noise, just make a trade to make a trade deal as far as that's concerned. I, I just think that they will make moves as well. I'm just not sure if it's in their best interest moving forward. If it's the, you know, it's, it's again, the short-term gains equal long-term losses uh, philosophy, Jamie. So, uh, and, and they'll Roth. I just, I just not sure if it's the wisest thing to do, but it is the Lakers. I just don't think they can help themselves. I just what, don't do, you, what do you think of Doug Christie? Does he does he bring any value? Any, anybody look at him and say like, I mean, uh, Doug Christie? <laughs> yes. Does anybody look That's at him? Okay, and, I keep saying Tayshawn Prince every time for Torian Prince. <laughs> does anybody? And I, you know, I should get Max name right being a Spartan if, if anybody does. Uh, does anybody look at him and say, okay, he's he's someone that we think could help us down the road? Yes, but not. But he's an expiring contract, and you're going to have to pay him more next season. So I think you just wait till the summer, and teams with cap space are going to make him an offer, and teams that don't have cap space would have given away whatever they gave away for him to watch him walk. You know, so I think this is this is another one of those things that's always mystified me about the front office is when they pick up a promising rookie and then give him the chance to leave as quickly as the league would allow for him to leave. And if I was Max Christie, I'd be looking at my playing time on the Lakers and being like, man, you've got me as like a third or fourth string guard. And I think I'm a second or third or maybe even a starter on the right team. And I'm going to test. I'm going to test. I'm going to go find one. I'm going to find another team. And I'm going to go play more. Um, I think that a team like, I mean, I was sitting here thinking like, could we trade? Hood Shafino for like, oh, like a seven years down the line, first round pick from OKC. Good grief. No, like, they wouldn't. Why would they want that? Or, a couple, or like two or three second rounders. Like, could we, could like, because that's the, that's the kind of move I would expect the Lakers to make to trade somebody who is ineffectual into somebody else's cap space and get picks back for a bigger move, for a big move this summer, for something that's like, oh, okay, you're going for it. I don't 
I really don't see the Lakers making a tiny little wee kind of a trade. Like I, I, I just, it's not on brand. It's not on brand, and it's it. And like we're all saying, it if if in aid of what? What is it native? What is it going to fix? You know, I like you know I've liked Max Christie since the calendar year turned over. I I was not a big Max Christie fan in 2023, 2024. Is, I think I I'm he's showing me a little something more in what role he has in what limited minutes he gets. Um, I mean he's another guy I'd you know if 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 you if you know that Vando's not coming back. And you've got a firm sense of what Torian Prince can do. And like, I look at Torian Prince as like Troy Brown Jr., right? Like, I like Troy Brown Jr. as a play player. He's got a very defined ceiling. And it's mostly based on if he's hitting three-pointers or not. And so I kind of see Prince as the same way. He's not a and – and we saw this last night. Like, he had no ability to stay in front of Brunson. And he had no ability to stop Josh Hart from getting to the basket to offensive rebound. <laughs> which is one something that, I mean, Josh Hart's trying to do one thing. Like he just wants to go get the ball. So it should be, you know, sort of easy to try to stop him. Not easy, but you know, that's your job. So I would flip the script a little bit and be like, this isn't a knock on you, Torian, but we're going to see what Christie and Rui can do a little more only because you invested money in Rui Hachimura and he spent time with LeBron over the summer and everybody was going on and on and on about all that. And with Christie, you got to decide. You got his bird rights. You're going to be able to pay him the most money. Like you, you got to you got to know what you're going to do with that. It's it's one it's the one of the few young players we got that has any kind of impact on the floor. So to to watch another guy like that walk for nothing, like how we let Randall walk, how we let you know a, a lot of our young players over the last ten years just walk. Yeah. I think would be. Uh, you don't have draft picks. So when you do have a player of impact, you got to get something out of it, whether you keep him or trade him for something. And so I'd be, I mean, it doesn't make enough money to really bring anything back other than future draft picks, which is, you know, that, that wouldn't surprise me. And you could trade him into a team's cap space and just get picks back and still make a trade, Gerald, and, you know, sate the trade monster and still stay under the tax apron and make your, make you know, who doesn't like money? Everybody likes money. Uh, I don't care how much money you got. You like more of it. Those are the types of moves I, I, I expect, you know, that for this season. I, I think the Lakers have to consider trying to get something for – they're not going to get something for nothing. So you got to try to if – you, if you're going to – if you're not going to keep Christie, and if you don't know by now, uh, that's that's like what, what have you been doing? <laughs> What, what have you been doing the last two years? What I want to know is who has started this rumor regarding Stanley Johnson. I've heard that for the past three days. Uh, he's G League. He's he's playing in the G League now. Love Stanley Johnson. Bring him back, baby. I love guys like that. Those are my favorite types of players. Failed once before with the Lakers. Why not try it again, right? Great with Vogel. He was he was, he was solid. No, I don't see. It. I mean, we we'll need, we need a guy. We I mean, it's that that's talk about Vando Light. That's Stanley Johnson, but. Uh, I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers have to make really serious internal evaluations about the guys they have, especially the one or two guys who are going to be free agents next summer. And that's Max Christie. And that's potentially LeBron James. And it's not many other people. So if you're not going to keep Max Christie, you got to figure something out there because to let another guy walk who probably could get you something if you tried, 
I, I just don't see the, I don't see the logic. Even if it helps somebody who you don't want to help, like get something. You got to, at some point you got to build for the future. You can't, you can't rely on a 49 year old LeBron James to, to be carrying the team at the end of the decade. You know, like, like you gotta, gotta plan for the future at some point. Uh, and I could see like a build around AD LeBron or I'm sorry, AD uh, D'Lo and, uh, and, and Reeves to some degree. Like that's a decent trio that would definitely need wing help of some sort, but ah, I, this whole season has been like a series of, ah, <laughs> it's very, ah, season. injuries, weird choices, up and down play from guys. I do wonder if Reeves coming back after a summer of not playing basketball next season would be better. We all thought he would come back. He would come into this season, like in a rhythm and it looked like he was exhausted. Um, and it's only recently like found his legs again. So I'm, I'm wondering if like a real summer off would maybe do him more good. And we're, we're better somehow next year, just as is, but I don't know, you know, that that's a, obviously a debate we can't really have right now. So. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a great conversation. Once again, check out Jamie Sweet, Lakerholics.com for his five things articles. But L. Rob, also great to have you here, my friend. Again, the invitation is out to you for this week. Uh, if you want to stop by for some of our NBA trade deadline specials this week. But any last thoughts from you guys? L. Rob, you first, my friend, before we head on out. Uh, yes. Uh, great, great feeling beating Boston that never gets old. So I'm yes. still high off of that feeling. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like Laker time. I'm naturally an optimistic guy. So I'm always going to think that the Lakers can put it together and play much better. Um, uh, but overall, I, I mean, I've still, I've kind of lowered my expectations and, uh, I know that they can't make it through the West, you know, with, with their current roster. Uh, even with the healthy Vando, they need they still need something else. So just going to enjoy, you know, seeing AD play great defense, hopefully. Hopefully see our, you know, AR continue to uh, shine. I'm just kind of watching the games without stressing over whether or not this is Lakers team has a chance to get number 18 because that doesn't look like it's happening. So enjoying LeBron at 39, doing, doing you know, doing great things that he can do at that age. It's incredible watching LeBron right now. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, what? What is going on with this guy? He's amazing. So, um, Jamie, any last thoughts before we head on out? Just don't fall into a trap against Charlotte. And just keep keep up with this one game at a time approach. It served us well on the road trip. I know we didn't win against Houston. I think we kind of got, we got a little punked. And we didn't respond well to the punk uh, in Houston. And then for whatever reason, that carried over into Atlanta. And I think that that was that Atlanta loss might have been the low point of the season. I thought the low point of the season was when we went 2-13 and 13 after the IST. I think that Atlanta loss was the low point because you just – nobody showed up. The whole team kind of was like, eh. And when you see the whole team kind of go, eh, you have nothing but, you know, angst about it that there's nothing hopeful about that and so to see them rebound the way they did against these two very quality teams and i know the knicks were without three good guys but that was still a, you know a win is a win and they could have just as easily lost that game the way they went into the fourth quarter and it looked like brunson was firing 
and they found it within themselves to finally step it up on defense and shut him down. So, you know, and LeBron's, LeBron put it perfectly. He's like, on any given night, we can beat anybody. And on every given night, anybody can beat us. So it's it feels like it's kind of on them to decide to be who they want to be. And can they can they do it consistently? Enough to like at least get into the play-in, hopefully get to that sixth seed. Um, and then I have to agree. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to line up to play the Lakers in the playoffs no matter who's on the roster. But uh, I think that it's going to be an uphill battle no matter who we draw or, and what the bracket path is. Um and I agree with Elrob. You know, enjoy the games, people. It's 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 supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. We're supposed to be relaxing when we watch these these games, and not not setting ourselves up for a, a stress fest. So, uh, I, you know, I know I know a lot of people are banking on a trade. I think rather look hope hope that they can all look within and find something that allows them to compete at that highest level, like we've seen that they're able to do. We'll see what happens, but it is the Lakers fast break tomorrow? Of course, again, we've got some really great things going on with, of course, the pregame show coming up and leading you into Lakers at Charlotte. Also, as well, of course, during the game, our simulcast on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. And of course, Facebook and YouTube, our post game, the best post game for the Lakers that's out there. And of course, after that, <laughs> hopefully he'll be recovered by then. Lakers nightcap with Joe Sorrow. If you do not see, Last night's Lakers nightcap with Joe Sorrow and him getting drunk, literally. Uh, just go ahead and make sure you check it out, please. It is worth the watch. The later <laughs> you go into it, the better it gets. And I'll leave it at that. But, uh, Al Rob, Jamie Sweet, great to have you here. Again, you guys, please come by this week for your thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. I have special set up for Tuesday and, of course, Thursday. Uh, we'll see about the end, uh, Kobe unveiling statue ceremony when that takes place. Might center something around it. Otherwise, I'll put that as part of the pregame on Thursday. So definitely won't forget that. But yes, definitely want to go ahead and make sure you are out there that know we are doing for you what you are doing for us is providing support out there. So please go ahead and like and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. So for Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com and his Five Things articles. And Elrob, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching and listening. Hopefully you will continue to have a great Lakers weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.